You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. It's time for your Fox News commentary. Tom Shalhoub. What's on your mind? When I was a kid, during the Christmas season, one of my neighbors had white lights all over their property and their Christmas tree. Just plain white lights. I didn't understand why anybody would want boring white lights. I like the colored lights and I like them blinking. Now, as an adult, I like white lights. I think they're very nice, very classy. But my kids, they like the colored lights. So when Christmas season comes around, we have to negotiate a little bit. A little bit of the colored, a little bit of the white lights. But no blinking. That's where I draw the line. And every year, we buy a real Christmas tree. The debate is, when do we get it? Right after Thanksgiving? Or do we wait until the middle of December? Now, when I was growing up, we had a fake tree. I liked it. At the same time every year, we'd go up in the attic and we'd drag the tree box down the stairs. We'd take the fake branches and spread them all over the living room floor and we'd organize them by size. And then we'd start to build the tree to the sounds of the Andy Williams Christmas record. So real tree or fake tree, which do you like? These are the kind of debates that can tear families apart. And when do you open your presents, Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Well, the folks at Fox Nation thought we better settle these debates once and for all. So we put together what I think is the most fun Christmas special ever, the great Christmas debate. We brought together some of the great Fox News personalities, Janice Dean, Jerry Willis, Julie Banderas, Will Kane, Jimmy Fallon, and Micah Loftus. We had two teams in front of a live audience tackling the toughest questions of the holidays. It's streaming now on Fox Nation, and I hope you join us. And remember, it's not about who wins or loses. It's about who brings the most spirit. I'm Tom Shalhoub. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. To hear the podcast version of this program, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. And for all the latest news, go to foxnews.com. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65 Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 20 
24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 855-PSALM-11. That's 855-PSALM-11. 855-PSALM-11. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Russell Wilson here with Play 60, United Way, and the NFL are helping kids play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids! To get involved, go to unitedway.org slash play60. Donate! Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course! Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The trains will keep it rolling. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Railroad unions that rejected a tentative contract agreement will not be allowed to go on strike next week once President Biden signs new legislation. They'll be a force to accept the deal. The Senate voting 80 to 15 with one present as Congress intervened to prevent a national railroad strike for the first time in three decades. But pro-labor Democrats took a loss in the effort to salvage a shaky economy. A liberal push for medical leave could have tanked the deal, but the paid medical leave couldn't overcome a filibuster. That's Fox's Chad Perger. A setback for former President Trump in the classified document investigation he calls a witch hunt. Now led by a special counsel, Fox's Kristen Goodwin explains. The 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals reverses a U.S. district judge's order appointing a special master to sort through documents seized at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Rejecting arguments from the former president's attorneys that a third party was necessary and claims that records were protected by attorney-client privilege or executive privilege, saying the law is clear. We cannot write a rule that allows any subject of a search warrant to block government investigations after the execution of the warrant. Now that could head to the Supreme Court, just like President Biden's fight to keep his student loan debt forgiveness plan alive after two appeals courts upheld separate challenges to his authority to create such a program. Today, the president will go to Boston and meet with British royalty Prince William and his wife Kate the day after a formal state dinner in honor of French President Emmanuel Macron after the two met and said they stand as strong as ever against Russia's brutal war against Ukraine. Shots fired early this morning. At a home that was on fire in Rowan County, North Carolina, someone started shooting as help arrived. A firefighter and two law enforcement officers were injured but are expected to survive, unlike the gunman who was killed when they shot back. America's listening to Fox News. You've got advanced prostate cancer, but you're not waiting around. You want straight talk, the facts about a gold fix. 
Orgovix Religolix 120 milligram prescription tablets is a treatment for adults with advanced prostate cancer. Fact, Orgovix is a different kind of androgen deprivation therapy treatment, a pill, not an injection. Orgovix may cause serious side effects, including a heart condition called QT prolongation. Tell your doctor right away if you feel dizzy, faint, have a racing or pounding heart or chest pain. Orgovix can cause harm to an unborn baby or miscarriage. Use birth control during treatment and for two weeks after Orgovix treatment. The most common side effects include hot flushes, increased blood sugar and blood fat levels, muscle and joint pain, decreased blood hemoglobin levels, increased liver enzymes, tiredness, constipation, and diarrhea. Other side effects include weight gain, decreased sex drive, and erectile function problems. Orgovix may cause infertility. Talk to your doctor if infertility is a concern for you. Go with Orgovix. Ask your doctor. For more facts, visit GoWithTheFacts.com. After cryptocurrency exchange FTX fell into bankruptcy, a Senate hearing. The Senate Agriculture Committee heard from the chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Rostam Benham, who warned of more FTX-style trouble without new regulatory authority. Benham explained the SEC has authority over crypto securities, but for those considered commodities... We simply do not have authority to register cash market exchanges or any intermediary broker dealer or entity within that structure and in other words no one's watching to make sure ftx or companies like it are essentially not gambling with investors money keeping investor money separate from house money jessica rosenthal fox news next hour we'll get the monthly jobs report and the new unemployment rate expected to remain at 3.7 percent economists are predicting that the labor department's report will show that the november payroll gain will be even smaller than october with around 200,000 jobs added during the month the figure is down from a stronger than expected tally of 261,000 in october and would mark the weakest job growth since december of 2020 fox's hillary barsky wall street could react to the report for now Stock futures are down moderately. On Thursday night football, the Bills beat the Patriots 24-10. It was a dominating performance by the Buffalo defense, holding New England under 250 yards of total offense. The Bills' offense also did its part, with Josh Allen throwing a pair of touchdown passes to Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, and Devin Singletary running for a score. Buffalo improves to 9-3 and on the season and moves a half game ahead of Miami for first place in the AFC East. The Dolphins face the 49ers Sunday. The loss drops the Patriots to 6 and 6 on the season and a game and a half out of the final wild card spot in the AFC. I'm Eric Messersmith, Fox News. At Soccer's World Cup, there will be four more matches and four more countries will advance the day after Germany was eliminated. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. Help bring hope to the homeless in Acadiana this Christmas season by sponsoring a child through the Gifting Grace Project. Go to giftinggraceproject.com to select a child from their virtual angel tree. All donation of toys or money are due on Friday, December 9th and can be dropped off at the Gifting Grace Project headquarters. On Friday, December 9th, 2022 from 5 to 7 p.m. in Bendel Gardens, Emile's fourth annual holiday hot cocoa fundraiser is happening. This is a completely free event with live music, hot cocoa, and food trucks. The suggested donation is $5, or you can purchase a custom mug for $20. All proceeds from this event are going to the Junior League of Lafayette. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como. 
Lafayette police have identified the victim of a fatal motorcycle crash that happened on the I-49 frontage road yesterday morning. Police say Jeremiah Gilbo of Karen Crow passed a vehicle in a no-passing zone and crashed into a truck that was turning into a parking lot. LPD is still investigating the crash. Meanwhile, police in Lafayette investigating a shooting that happened in the 100 block of Sunny Street in Lafayette yesterday. The victim was struck in the leg and was taken to a local hospital for treatment. LPD is asking for your tips and information to help find the shooter. We now move to state headlines as authorities say the double murder suspect, Antonio Tyson, did not have a connection with his victims before he allegedly burned them beyond recognition. Whitney Thomas has more. Authorities are not releasing a motive in this week's brutal double homicide of a retired priest and a longtime church worker at St. Peter Catholic Church in Covington, but have released evidence showing Tyson entering Pratt's home shortly after footage shows him leaving inside Pratt's car. Covington Police Lieutenant Kevin Collins says Pratt's body was discovered unrecognizable. Family members pinged Ms. Pratt's cell phone, which was heard ringing in a nearby dumpster. Young's body was also unrecognizable. After years of dedication to the community, Father Daniel Brulette, the current pastor of St. Peters says the two victims will be missed. I'm Whitney Thomas. Five soldiers stationed at Fort Polk have been arrested and charged in connection with a sexual assault in Rosepine. The Vernon Parish Sheriff's Department says two women were alleged to have been drugged and raped by the five. Bond for the five soldiers has not been set. Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder says he, his plans to run or not run for governor will depend on what Senator John Kennedy decides to do. If Kennedy runs, Schroeder says he will stay out of the race. But if Senator Kennedy chooses to stay in Washington, then he, Schroeder, will likely throw his hat in the ring. Well, tomorrow is the last day to cast an early ballot for the December 10th runoff election. Most communities only have a few races, if any, on their ballot. But there are three constitutional amendments that need your consideration. Now, we jump into one of those constitutional amendments this morning. That is constitutional amendment number one. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin urging voters to vote yes on number one on the December 10th ballot. A yes vote would prohibit non-citizens from voting in Louisiana, even though it's already unlawful for them to vote in state and federal elections. What this amendment focuses in on is preventing local governing authorities from allowing non-citizens to register and to vote in their elections. Now, when registering to vote, there's a box to check attesting citizenship. Ardwin says there has only been a few incidents where a non-citizen has voted or attempted to vote in Louisiana. I'd say under a dozen a year. A lot of it is incumbent upon the local registrar when the individual registers first and foremost. The amendment was placed on the ballot after a bill authored by Kenner Republican Representative Debbie Villio passed in the 2022 regular legislative session. Ardwin says current language in the state constitution could be construed to allow non-citizens to vote in municipal elections. And as secretary, I'm always looking for ways to be proactive uh, to protect the integrity of our elections. Early voting for the December 10th election ends tomorrow. And for more on all of the amendments, go to kpel965.com as we have all three amendments explained. And we have Moon Grafon weighing in on each of them as to what his thoughts are. Now, Louisiana DOTD is asking for your input on highway projects the state is considering, and they're making it easy for you to do so. The DOTD website now has an interactive map that allows you to learn more about proposed projects and make suggestions and comments on the plans before construction gets underway. The queen of country pop adds New Orleans to her 2023 tour and tickets go on sale today. 
Brooke Thorington has more. Let's go, girls. Shania Twain is bringing her act to the Big Easy July 24th in Baton Rouge 100.7. The Tiger DJ Abby Lee says Shania broke record sales and boundaries. Because she crossed over pop-wise as well, I think that just grew her fan base. And Lee says Shania's music videos are legendary. That Man, I Feel Like a Woman music video is iconic. And the tour is expected to be a sellout. She's amazing, and if you're not going to the concert, there's something wrong with you. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, speaking of big names coming to Louisiana, for the first time in over 40 years, Louisiana is being visited by a president of France today. Kevin Gallagher has more on Emmanuel Macron's arrival in New Orleans. Tulane University French professor Faisal Falaki says the last French leader to visit the Crescent City was Valérie Giscard d'Estaing in 1976. It has been a long, long time. President Macron will tour the French Quarter, take in the culture, and meet with Mayor Cantrell and Governor John Bell Edwards about trade, climate change concerns, and more. Louisiana, you know, remained culturally very tied to to everything French. There'll be talk of preserving French culture here and more commerce between us and the French. Louisiana does produce liquefied natural gas, and that may be an area, uh, a business area that will be explored. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Lafayette Animal Shelter and Care Center partnering with the Bissell Pet Foundation for a free adoption event. Officials with the shelter hope the free adoptions will help place the near 100 dogs and cats currently in the shelter in permanent homes. The free adoption event runs through December the 10th. Santa makes his official arrival into Acadiana on Sunday afternoon as part of the Sonic Christmas Parade. The event also honors Acadiana's veterans. The parade rolls in downtown Lafayette beginning at 1 on Sunday. Following the parade, there will be an after party in Park International. The lighting of Lafayette's official Christmas tree happens in Park Internationals on Saturday evening. In addition to a lot of holiday fun and food, there will also be a concert featuring Curly Taylor and Zotico Trouble. Festivities get underway at 5 p.m. In Karen Crow, the Karen Crow Cultural District inviting invite to celebrate an old-fashioned Christmas tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Patriots Pavilion behind City Hall. Festivities include the official lighting of the Karen Crow Christmas tree, stories with Mrs. Claus, holiday music, and more. We now turn our attention to sports uh, in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills pounded the New England Patriots in last night's NFL Thursday night game. Final score, 24-10 to in favor of the Bills. The Saints aren't in action until Monday night when they face Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay with kickoff set for 7-15. New Orleans was shut out last Sunday. Quarterback Andy Dalton expects they'll execute better against the Bucks. We had chances in the game, we just didn't make them, and we know and we expect ourselves to make those plays. And so I think that's just the mindset and, you know, the reality of it. And so I think for us, it's a, it, it's it's good to have that knowing that let's just go make the plays that are presented to us. And if we do that, we put ourselves in a, in a, in a good place. Meanwhile, staying in the New Orleans area, Tulane will play for the American Athletic Championship versus Central Florida. And the Green Wave trying to win their first conference championship since 1998. Green Wave coach Willie Fritz hopes this is just the first of many tries to win a conference title in the years to come. We want to be able to do this consistently, and I've talked about that, you know, for a long time. That been some great teams, been some great players, but, you know, consistently over the years, in order to do that, you, you got to have a plan and execute the plan, not just for the game, but for the, you know, the whole program. Staying in college football, the college football playoff announcing it'll expand the 12 teams starting with the 2024 season. LSU head football coach uh, Kelly says that uh, having more teams involved in the playoffs, he likes that idea. 
I just like more access. I think it's, uh, you know, you get some playoff games on campus, then you involve, you know, the bowl games, you keep them involved in it. Um, I think it keeps more teams in the hunt as the season goes on in terms of vying for playoff spots. Um, I think it's exciting for, for college football. Now we head to high school football in the LHSA high school football playoffs. We're into the semifinal round, and seven Acadiana teams are still alive. We're saving the best for last year. Westgate is at Destrahan tonight. Brother Martin faces Karen Crow at the Crow Dome. Edie White is at St. Thomas More. Alafia Christian Academy meets Turlings. Notre Dame is at St. Charles Catholic, and Vermilion Catholic hosts St. Martin's Episcopal. Now, again, LCA, Turlings, that game is set for tonight. Here's Kavon Bordelon with a quick preview of the huge matchup. State semifinals division two select the rematch. The Turlings Rebels will be at home this Friday night right here. News Talk 96.5 KPL taking on the Knights of LCA for the right to go to the Superdome for a shot at the division two select state championship. I'm Kavon Bordelon alongside Scott Brazda will be in the booth tonight right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL as the Rebels try to defend home turf and punch their ticket to the Dome. It's going to be a whale of a ball game, I'm sure, as we saw maybe the game of the year the first time these two teams met at LCA. The difference? This time, Turling's the two-seed, taking on the lower-seed Knights, who come off of a huge win against De La Salle in New Orleans. They will go against each other. The Rebels will look to improve upon their offensive execution, but the defense is going to have to be stellar. LCA put up 70 against De La Salle. The Rebels got the win over Shaw to advance. Should be another fantastic Friday night football game before one of these teams heads to the New Orleans Superdome for a shot at the Division II Select State Championship. Coca-Cola pregame show starts right here at 6 p.m. Kickoff at 7 o'clock with Scott Brazda and me, Kavon Bordelon. This is the Turlings Catholic Football Radio Network. All right, so meteorologist uh, Daniel Phillips says uh, tonight's sunny, or excuse me, today, sunny and mild conditions with a high of 77. Tonight, clear, not as cold as last night with a low of 67. Tomorrow, we see some clouds move back into the picture. 40% of us can expect to see some showers in the morning with a high of 79 degrees. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so school zones going into effect in about 20 minutes or so in some areas. Checking to make sure any other crashes that we do have. We do have one popping up uh, just off of I-10 in Doosan. Uh There are injuries being reported there. This is uh, as you get uh, near Austria Road where it intersects with Toby Mouton Road. So this is uh, you know coming off of I-10, that main road, Austria Road right near the I-10 Doosan Travel Center near where Austria Road intersects with Toby Mouton Road. Help me run. Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. 
Brandon Como here with you. Bernadette Lee will be back on Monday. Kind of flying solo a little bit this morning, but not really. We have some great guests lined up for you this morning. We're going to have a lot of fun here on this Friday edition of Acadiana's Morning News. So a little bit later on in the program, in the 7 o'clock hour, Caleb Morse will be here, and we will have Firearms Friday. He's got some great uh, gun topics to talk about this morning. Um, Also, in the 7 o'clock hour, Sam Stokes will be dropping by. As uh, Sam Stokes is a a soccer aficionado. He is someone that, um, you know, I've talked to in the past that knows everything there is to know about soccer, basically. And he is huge into Team USA. So we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, Team USA and their big matchup tomorrow against the Netherlands. Um, we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit. Also, a little bit later in that 7 o'clock hour, we're also going to have Eddie Longlinay with Vermillion Parish Crime Stoppers. So looking forward to spending some time with him. In the 8 o'clock hour, we're scheduled to speak with uh, Ed Bowie uh, with um, AOC. And also in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll hear from a former morning show host, Ian Ozan, will uh, join me as we spend some time previewing the big matchup tonight between LCA and Turlings. And a little bit uh, in for this hour, we've got some great things lined up for you as well. Of course, we've got our Strange But True segment with Winky Dinky Dog news hound Rob. He's uh, actually making his way into the studio right now. But coming up next, we're scheduled to speak with Miss Jerry from Moody Gardens to talk about all of the great things happening over there in Galveston. We're going to do all that when we come back. In just a couple of minutes here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. This is Acadiana's home for breaking news and weather. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend- um. We are back. Take two on this week's episode of Implicit Bias. We're going to revisit an old topic in a new way. I'm your host, Kavon Bortle. On this week's episode of Implicit Bias, as always, brought to you by the Rustic Renegade. 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. And unfortunately... The the system here, it I'm I'm just gonna say it's rigged, it's fixed. Everybody knows it. The reality is, unfortunately, pretty much every system is rigged and fixed in every single way. We're gonna talk about some of the ways that we recognize that the system is rigged. We're also gonna talk about how we get past it, and maybe just maybe if we're lucky, we end up with a hairier jet for our trouble. Yes, that got Caleb's attention. Implicit bias, Saturdays, 10 a.m. right here, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Don't miss it. KPL News Time is 629, and 
I love when Bernadette Lee sings that song. Yeah, I know. She does a great job. It though. really does. She sounds just like Brenda Lee, though. <laughs> Bernadette Lee. Yes. <laughs> you know, my uh, my mom's name is Brenda, and my uh, grandfather, who passed away about 10, 15 years ago, used to call her Brenda Lee every time he saw her. Yeah. <laughs> just to get under her skin. <laughs> but, uh, you know, ever since I saw that this uh, interview was going to happen about a week ago, I've been looking forward to it ever since. We've got Miss Jerry in here from Galveston, and... Um, Miss Jerry, good morning. Good morning. All right. So, you know, we've been talking about, um, you know, we've been having you here um, to talk about everything happening over at Moody Gardens uh, in Galveston and um, a lot of very exciting things happening right now as we are right smack dab in the middle of holiday season. Yeah. You know, uh, our holiday in the gardens uh, event, it kicked off back on November 19th and Mm -hmm. it spans all the way through January 7th. And during Thanksgiving break, uh, we were hit with a lot of rain. So yeah, everybody was cooped up and they didn't get to get out. And yeah. so wanted to remind everyone, one, if it happens again, we have a solution. We've got yeah. a lot of indoor activities. Yeah. But um, but if you didn't get to come at Thanksgiving, we still have uh, some things to, that you can still do and some specific things here in December. So we've got our Festival of Lights and, and uh, that's a mile-long trail that takes you uh, throughout the Moody Gardens property along mm-hmm. the water. Yeah, It also includes your admission, if you get that ticket, um, to the, the ice rink that's there. Yes, And we've got an Arctic slide, so that ticket gets you some slides on the uh, Arctic slide as well. Mm-hmm. And we've got our Iceland attraction, which opened up. And if you're not familiar, it's two million, two million pounds of ice mm-hmm. that is all hand-carved yeah. from a championship ice carving team that's come from China. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we often get asked, well, why do you have to bring ice carvers from China? And they, what they do there, it's on a whole other level. Yeah. Um, Don't have a lot of ice carvers in South Texas. In <laughs> well, we think, of, right, we think of the sculptures that are on our buffets. Not a thing down events, here, really, you know? But these are enormous. And, yeah. and Moody Gardens is one of just uh, about three places in the country that you can see something like this. And if you're not sure what we're talking mm-hmm. about, go to the Moody Gardens website and we have an Iceland cam there, and yeah. you can see what these ice sculptures look like. So um, it's 2 million pounds of ice, and we've got a Caribbean Christmas theme. So as you wander yeah. through there, it's like uh-huh. an underwater adventure made of ice. And we're taking you from Galveston, uh, and imagine you're going into the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. underwater, onto the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and you're going to see all this colorful coral and sharks and tropical fish mm-hmm. along the way and eventually you're going to reach surfing santa with all kinds of fun photo ops along it was the way my production at work when i get to work this morning because i'm hitting up that ice well, camp and i'll tell you this as cool as the pictures are that you'll see online there's nothing like experiencing in person and and i've been to this in person i, I can honestly say that and it's the attention to detail in the carving in the carvings uh, of the ice that you talked about it's amazing. It's like walking into like a mini city. Mm-hmm. It's really one of the coolest things that you'll see. Um, and it's um, it's something that, you know, the kids get into. You know, you go in there and obviously being here in South Louisiana, South Texas, you're not used to have to wearing the big old humongous jackets that y'all give us when you walk in. But you need it because it, y'all keep the area incredibly cold. 
Yeah, it's nine degrees in there. Wow. So bundle up and don't wear your flip flops. There's degrees in single digits. <laughs> yes. yes. They go yes. down that low? Oh, yes, man. Oh. They do. And, they do. Yeah, we have to maintain yeah. that temperature in there all the way through January 7th. And that, that's another whole challenge. But, yeah, I bet. Um, but yeah, don't wear your flip flops. Bring your gloves, <laughs> bring your hat. And as you make your way through there, there's also a little stop you can make over at Shivers Ice Bar, mm-hmm. which uh, you can get an adult beverage in there yes. and warm no, up sign a little me bit. Up. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, they got a great selection in there. And uh-huh. then we've got hot cocoa waiting for you as soon as you come out. So you can grab a, hot, a cup of hot cocoa there. And, you know, in addition to all of these things that we're talking about, the Holiday 3D Fields, mm-hmm. Rudolph 40, train rides, we've got evening cruises to see the lights from the other side. Mm-hmm. We also have um, some special events that are important in December. So every Thursday, um, this is a season that we want to give back and do what we can to help others. So we've got food drive Thursdays Mm -hmm. and you can help someone else and then also get a benefit yourself. So if you bring a non-perishable, you get two for one admission to the Festival of Lights, which is uh, every Thursday throughout December. Oh, wow. And then um, in Wednesday, Wednesdays in December, we just uh, had our pajama night the other night. Oh, that's on, fun. Yeah, the Festival of Lights Trail. And this Wednesday is coming up as dog night. So you can bring your dog on a leash <laughs> and uh, you can go to the fest- go along the Festival of Lights Trail. And then uh, the following Wednesday is sensory night. So we kind of tone things down. The lights aren't flashing and bright as much. The music's quieted oh, down. Right. So. Uh, so those that we have, uh, we need to pay attention to s- uh, special sensory needs. We're mm-hmm. doing that on that night. Yeah. And then, you know, we've got breakfast with Santa on the weekends over at the Moody Gardens Hotel. We've got a great buffet. If you're a foodie, we've got you covered. That There's special <laughs> snacks along the way on the Festival of Lights Trail, yeah. but we've got a great buffet every night. And then a Christmas buffet if you're wanting to come out for the holidays uh and get away for Christmas. So will y'all be open on Christmas Day? Or? Yes. Wow, okay. It, it turns out we're uh, pretty busy that day. Yeah, yeah okay. After, interesting. Yeah, sense. after everyone has their meals. You want to get away from the family. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's head on over to Moody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. a lot of times movie theaters are really busy in the evening. Yeah, I've so noticed that. Families yeah. are looking for something else to do and get out of the house. So uh, a, a great way to spend the evening. And... Um, in addition to that, we've got New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got New Year's Palooza, which is a family celebration over at the Moody Gardens Hotel with the fireworks, the balloon drop, and yeah. so many activities for the kids at the hotel that we're going to wear them out, I promise. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the hotel. Now, Moody Gardens Hotel, I've stayed in it a, in a couple of times, and it's definitely one of the best hotels that you'll find. And yeah, if you and get, it's right there. It's right there in yeah. the middle of everything. We've yeah. got great views of the holiday lights. So if mm-hmm. you're getting a hotel, ask for a pyramid view, and yes. you'll love that. Yes. And then um, you're also we've got some different packages. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for a spa day, we've got a holiday spa package there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got tickets bundled together with our hotel package to save you a few dollars there. Yeah. Golf packages and and some different features there, depending on what you're looking at. And then uh, we have a New Year's Eve cruise that's uh, kind of a fun date night, too, for New Year's Eve. So if you're wanting to do that. And a very special show that spans from December 17th through the 30th called Cirque Joy Holiday Show. We've Mm. got matinee and dinner performances for that. And it's not a circus with animals. Think of like a Cirque du Soleil type of show. And um, we've got the aerialists, the acrobats, the contortionists, the 
the fire dancers. We've got it all going on uh, with the circus holiday. I know. Look, <laughs> Moody Gardens is like one of the most versatile, flexible getaways that you can go to. Like they, they really do have something for every season. And you know how you have really cool getaways where you go and it's like, okay, you know, that's great. I was able to go there for the year. Like with Moody Gardens, they have something for every, you know, every season. So you want like you'll like, okay, I've been to Moody Gardens like three different times, but not, but you know, there's something for every different season. So I want to go for that fourth one as well. Like there's y'all have something different all the time over there. So there's all, and then y'all are always adding an attraction and making other ones, uh, improving them mm -hmm. as well. So then if you go one year and you're like, okay, it's been a little while, all of a sudden there's new things that have been added. Um, whether it's improving on a current one or adding a whole new attraction, it's like, Oh wait, I got to go back. You know, there's always something going on. Like, y'all are always working to make it even better. Yeah, and, you know, we're all looking for, for value these days. And I would recommend that, you know, if, as we're thinking about, you know, holiday gifts, mm -hmm. the Moody Gardens membership is a great way to go. If you if you uh, visit twice, it's paid for itself within a year. So yeah. holiday season's totally different than the summer. And if you come a couple times, it it's definitely only, worth uh, it. Three, three and a half hours away. Yeah, so. it, it is. And it is. I've been to both the summer and uh, the, the winter, you know, holiday season. And it's completely different we're usually there like every couple of years in the summer and i have a question is there really a sloth in the in the, uh, in the rainforest because every time i go i'm like walking slow my wife's looking at other stuff and i'm like i'm looking for that sloth because i heard he's there there's a couple of them okay and all right amazing. No, they can't i don't know if it was a gimmick to make well. me look up but i was like i gotta find that sloth <laughs> is there really one yeah <laughs> speaking of that by the way is the um because y'all were doing some improvements on the rainforest uh, when we went in May. Mm -hmm. Are there improvements done yet? Yes. Oh, good. So uh, we have our Dynamic Dwellers exhibit that we opened up. And, <laughs> um, and what we did is we focused on some of, the, some of the critters that sometimes we cringe at a little bit. Okay, so, I like um, it. If you look at um, some, of the, some of the little guys like the... The decomposers. They're like the cockroaches <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the Y'all had, had an ant thing. I got to watch the ants yeah. go from here to there to there. To, and I kept watching them go. Every time I went up another level, there was the ants again. I thought, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> the leaf cutter ants, they're the ones that basically bring the, uh, they're, they're the travelers that go from the top right. to the bottom of the rainforest. And they're the, what, what makes the rainforest thrive. Well, and I was like, look at the beautiful stuff. No, look at the ants. <laughs> <laughs> and the honeybees, we've got a new exhibit in there that focuses on honeybees and why they're important and why we need to. Uh, remember to preserve them. So cool things, but yeah. you know, also a learning experience for the kids as they're going through. Yeah, absolutely. And the adults. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, Miss Jerry, we could talk to you for the rest of the hour, but we know you have to get to some other stations as well. Uh, Miss Jerry from Moody Gardens. I, I can't speak highly enough about this place. It really is incredible. Miss Jerry, it's always good to see you. Well, thank you and wishing everybody a happy holiday season. You too. Thank you. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Want to hear Christmas music on your schedule? Check out the KPEL News app and click on the Christmas music icon. Brought to you by Christmas at Bridgepoint Farms, 115 Enterprise Boulevard, just off of Johnston Street.
right, KPL News Time is uh, rolling up on 6.45, and you've heard him uh, for the past couple segments, but now he's here in his official capacity. I have an official capacity? Yes, you do. Wow. Yes. I'm like, this is a deal. Yes. I thought maybe I just kept finding my way in here because I have a key to the building. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you eventually found your way into the official capacity. Do I have of... a fan club like like Bob Character? I got to start figuring uh, that one out. Man. I don't know. I got buttons. I got I got th- I got work to do. I don't know. Look, if you do have the pre- uh, uh, a fan club, uh, Eddie uh, Thibodeau is your president. Is he? Yeah, he told me yesterday. He was like, "Look, man." He's like, "I love that segment. I make sure that I am listening." To that segment every Friday. Excellent. Morning. I need law enforcement on my side as yeah, much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so, all right. So, we are in December now, and you know your uh, your strange but true segments this month are definitely going to have a Christmas flavor. All going to be Christmas flavored. And right. We're starting off with the infamous and famous <laughs> "Love It or Hate It" because of TBS. Well, they overkill it. The movie, yes. A Christmas Story. They overkill it, man. So I went down a YouTube rabbit hole, and that uh-huh. created. And I went, "Oh, I could do something with this." <laughs> it was released in November of 1983, and it only did very okay in the box office. Mm-hmm. But thanks to TBS. In other channels, it's now considered a Christmas classic, and some argue one of the best, if not the best, Christmas movies of all time. Okay, do you share that opinion? Uh, It's my top five. Okay, all right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, top five for sure. Uh, The movie is actually based on a book, and it's it's titled, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. (laughs) Really? And it was written by Gene Shepard, who also wrote the movie, and Gene Shepard is the narrator in the movie. Ah, okay. So the guy that he basically did it all, he's the one narrating. Yeah, yeah. There's no specific year for the movie, but they wanted to give it a, what do you think, what what time period do you think this movie falls into? Uh, 80s, late 80s, early 90s? No, the no? movies. The movie. Oh, wait. The movie. The actual movie. The like actual the time movie. Period. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the actual. Well, I got, you know, I'd probably say what in the 50s. No, it's actually 60s? late 30s. Late 30s. Right before okay. World War II. Okay. It's kind of there. They're kind of they really? were they were okay. gunning for that general. Because you can see the older cars. Okay. And yeah. Just the feel of everything. Oh, okay. Uh, Peter Billingsley, the uh-huh. star, okay. uh, was the very first kid to audition for Ralphie, but the director didn't want to use him because he was already kind of famous from being on a hit TV show, Real People. And several commercials. Huh. Uh, but after seeing approximately 8,000 kids, yeah. they decided that he was perfect for the role. Wow. Uh, Jack Nicholson was the first actor considered for the old man. That would have been an He would have been the dad. <laughs> What's crazy is he even liked the script, and was, but he was interested, but he yeah. was too expensive. Uh, yeah. So they settled on Darren McGavin, who's mm. the actual old man, which leads me to my next one. Yeah. Do you know his name? No. He doesn't have one. He doesn't have one. Nope. He's referred oh, he to, never was. Okay, he's yeah. referred to in the entire movie as the old man. That's true. Yeah, yep. that's true. However, in the script, and this uh-huh. is one of my, my uh, YouTube rabbit holes I went down, uh-huh. uh, in the script, he has a name, but it was never mentioned in the movie. His name is Frank Parker. He looked like a Frank Parker. It, it does have a Frank yeah. look to it, huh? Yeah. Um, all, this is, these next two are actually interesting as me as well. Uh-huh. All the exterior shots were filmed in Cleveland. I knew that because the house... Is actually in Cleveland, and it's a museum now, and you can tour the actual house. Um, and it's real open to the public. The inside of the house was filmed in Toronto. So here's where the interesting thing is. Remember the the fantasy the, uh, scene where Ralphie is shooting the bad guys mm-hmm. with his with his Red Rider BB gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming over the fence. Here's where they had to do a little trickery. Uh, he, when he's shooting the cook, uh, the crooks from the inside of the house okay. into the backyard, we're done with camera tricks in two different locations. Two months apart. 
Wow. Okay. So That's... the bad guys are coming over the fence yeah. in Cleveland, uh-huh. but he's doing his shooting out the house in yeah. Toronto. Wow. Very cool. So kind of the next time you watch that, you yeah, can, yeah, you can, yeah. I, I watch the scene mm-hmm. and you can kind of, now that it's like, oh, I see where they kind of blended the two yeah, there a yeah. little bit. Uh, the famous frozen tongue gag looks real, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. But I well, guess it's not. <laughs> it's not, but they did a little bit of tricky. There's a small uh-huh. hole in the pole. Okay. So they could suck air through it, making it look like his tongue was really stuck um, because he's pulling. Yeah, he is pulling. He's pulling. And I his saw tongue, it did look very realistic. Yep. So basically, they, yeah. they had a little toll. They, pull him, they put his tongue over that little hole and then wow. sucked air into it. Uh, little Randy, Ralphie's little brother. Yeah. Uh, mom was on set to help him make him laugh like he did uh-huh. when uh, when they needed him to laugh, <laughs> but the only would only laugh to one noise, and that was a fart, fart noise. Yep. <laughs> I mean, look, as an adult, man, you know, like I came across the other day a fart board that had all kinds of different fart sounds, and I laughed like a little kid. I mean, it's just it, it is what it is, is, you know. But that's how they all that giggling going on yeah, in the, in the yeah, mashed yeah. potato, and there's a couple other they scenes. They were playing fart noises. Yeah, in that mom, Mama had his back behind that's the scenes. That's awesome. Yep. Um, okay, in the scene where Ralphie is walking and then hit by a snowball yeah. when he was like going down this little alleyway yeah. is real. Okay. Uh, the shot was used from the movie. It was so real that he, when he got hit, it knocked his glasses off. Yeah. And the, and the little, that little tear is real. Well, I was going to say, I wonder, did he even know it was coming? No, well, they knew that they were trying to get the shots, but they would miss. Yeah. Or they were trying to lob it and it wouldn't yeah. hit hard enough. Well, that, yeah. that's the one that they kept <laughs> yeah. because it was so real. It was real. Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, let's see here. Moving on. I'm going to come back to a few if I have time. You're good, man. To, the kid with the aviator glasses who uh-huh. talks to Ralphie while waiting okay. for Santa uh-huh. is in the real life was so weird that it creeped out. It creeped out Peter Billingsley. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they chose that kid because he was like that in real life. Yeah. Wow. Um, they say they didn't take much for uh, Peter to act uncomfortable in the scene because he really was. He really was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when they put Randy down the little slide mm-hmm. after he was done with Santa, yeah, it was done in only one take because he was really scared to do it. I bet. Uh, and they just didn't warn him and tossed him down the slide. Oh. So the terror in his eyes going down there that is was absolutely real. 100% real. <laughs> See, that's the thing about it, man. Like, you know, all those moments like that that happened, you know, getting that natural reaction out of those kids. <laughs> Poor thing. They traumatized them. But, you know. The pink bunny outfit, yeah, which is a goal of mine to wear one day. I'm going to own it. I own a Rudolph uh, onesie. Yeah. I might as well own that, right? Oh, uh, Peter was really embarrassed to wear the pink bunny costume in front of everyone on set, so there really wasn't much acting going on when he was standing on the stairs. Uh, it was just, it, it was so perfect they kept it for the movie. Oh, well, there you go. Here's one uh, that would be not, unable, like Mel Brooks movies. Okay. This would be unable to be filmed today because of cor- political correctness. Got gotcha. you. In the Chinese restaurant scene, when the staff sung Deck the Halls with Bowels of Holly. Oh, gosh, yeah. Was pre-approved by the Asian actors because they wanted to be sure they were okay with it and it wasn't offensive. They loved doing it so much they even thought it was funny. (laughs) And you got to watch the movie now. You have to watch it because I've seen the scene. If you look at the restaurant manager in Mm. the scene, he has to turn his head away from the camera because he starts to laugh. Yeah, he's laughing. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, in the fantasy scene where Ralphie was blind mm-hmm. and they put tiny pinpricks in the sunglasses. Okay. So Peter's vision would be really obscure, obscured, mm-hmm. which according to Peter work, work, uh, worked really <laughs> well because he was bumping into stuff during the scene. Ah, 
There you go. Yeah, we doing good. good? You got we're a little there. bit. We're good. Yeah, we got oh, time. Okay, all right, we're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the kid actors were much older okay. than the movie, okay. which is pretty typical. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, for instance, Peter Billingsley was thirteen, but he was playing a nine-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the snow mm-hmm. was fake. Really? It, yep. It was made with detergent and snowmaking machines. Oh, uh, okay. Because I guess and, they filmed it during the off season. They didn't want to be in Cleveland during the winter. That's well, I was. Yeah, that is true. That's true. Uh, one of the fantasy scenes was later cut from the movie. Okay. Uh, Ralphie teams up with Flash Gordon mm-hmm. uh, to fight Ming the Merciless, uh, but it just it never it apparently never made it. Never really made sense. So they, it stayed on the cutting room floor, yeah. and it's so uh, nobody knows what it, they know what happened, mm-hmm. but uh, no one can ever. It must have really made the trash <laughs> because they, no one has ever seen it. Yeah. Uh, in the Christmas parade scene, uh-huh. they used Disney costumes before getting permission. Oh. And then Disney found out, and and, what uh, and you know how Disney is about yeah. their, their about their stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they saw the scene; they were pretty happy with the scene and allowed it for the movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, what they didn't need permission for was the Wizard of Oz costumes, oh. because you got the, all the all the Wizard of Oz co- actors, mm-hmm. uh, because they're the same movie filmed by MGM. Okay. So, yeah. very cool. Uh, during the mall scene, mm-hmm. they could not get them to allow daytime shooting because they did not want to close the mall. So they had to film all the scenes in the middle of the night over a two-day period. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, we got time for one more. All right. Uh, originally, when uh, little Randy gets his Zeppelin, uh-huh. when he's playing it by the Christmas tree, he actually throws it in the tree, knocking it over. But they cut it and then reshot it later. But it didn't make sense, so they just left it. Yeah. <laughs> See, they ought, to, they ought to take these deleted scenes and put them up. That would be fun, like a, like yeah. the, you know, those blooper scenes after the end of a lot of the movies. Absolutely. Yeah. I think people would get really into that. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh, strange but true. Hey, really good one, man. I'm looking forward to next week's. If y'all have any ideas, uh-huh. uh, send a, send an email to uh, uh, Bernie and, uh, and You can Brandon. do it at news at kpl965.com. That makes it very go. easy. Yeah. So, all right, man. Good to see you again, as you always. Too. Thank you so much. You're welcome, man. All right. So, KPL News Time coming up on 655. Kim Commando's morning feature coming up. If you're under holiday stress, relax. Your government is here to help. I'm Kim Commando from commando.com. The National Alliance on Mental Illness says that holidays are not the motorful time of the year. With a ton of holiday gifts to buy, inflation, in-laws, decoration parties, and a possible nuclear war with Russia, it's enough to drive us to drink. So using your tax dollars, the nation's top doctor entered with a meditation app called Calm to... Well, calm us all down. Spending your taxes on this sort of thing isn't new. In June, Congress voted to give the makers of the Calm app almost a hundred grand to help congressional staff get over the trauma of the January 6th Capitol riots. That worked out so well that the Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy has announced a brand new initiative. Five YouTube videos produced by Calm to help us chill out with a nice gender and religious neutral winter holiday vibe. God bless America. Want more tech smarts? Try my new daily podcast for more tech news called Game Commando Today. Prices on everything are rising. But thanks to CarShield, I don't worry about how much it will cost to fix my car when it breaks down. CarShield's price will never go up, and they help handle everything. When I took my older Mercedes to the dealership for an inspection, I was told it needed over $4,000 in repairs. But thanks to my CarShield protection plan, I only had to cover the $100 deductible. They took care of everything the same day. No paperwork or headaches. And when you get coverage today, you'll lock in your price. So as long as you cover your car, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs. 
CarShield has my back when my car breaks down. They can have yours too. Get coverage like I did. Go to carshield.com slash Kim or 800-858-2550 to save 10% on your plan. That's CarShield slash Kim or 800-858-2550. That's 800-858-2550 to save 10%. CarShield.com slash Kim. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. Stocks on Wall Street are lower in the pre-market as investors wait for a big jobs number out this morning. Weaker job growth is expected in the November report, with roughly 200,000 jobs added, down from the 261,000 for the month before. Elon Musk has been offering amnesty to suspended Twitter accounts, but he's giving one high-profile user the boot. The rapper, formerly known as Kanye West, banned again for posting a series of controversial tweets, including one which are to show a symbol combining a swastika and a Star of David. Musk tweeting West had, quote, violated our rule against incitement to violence, account will be suspended. West's account was just unlocked last week after having been restricted for tweeting an anti-Semitic message. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. Starting to realize your small business is a little overwhelmed by the holiday rush? It's still not too late to get all of your shipping and mailing under control with Stamps.com. Sign up right now and you'll be printing your own postage in just minutes with discounted USPS UPS shipping rates. Just go to Stamps.com, click the mic at the top of the page, and use code BUSINESS for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale. That's Stamps.com. Code business. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Say goodbye to the special master. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. A federal appeals court has ruled a judge improperly appointed that master, like former President Trump had wanted, to review the documents the FBI seized from the Trump Florida resort. The appellate judges said this whole appeal forced them to consider if the lower court judge had the jurisdiction to block the government from seizing records in a criminal investigation. And they wrote the answer was no, that the document seizure was justified in the first place because of the search warrant signed by a judge, and that the former president's arguments on this were a sideshow. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, the case could be appealed to the Supreme Court. There will not be a railroad worker strike that many feared could cripple the economy. The Senate joined the House approving legislation forcing unions that rejected a tentative contract to accept it. Republican Senator Rand Paul voted present instead of yay or nay, telling Fox. I don't think Congress should be involved with contracts saying, oh, labor's right and labor should right. get this. Or I also don't think Congress should say, oh, management's right and management should get this. This morning, we'll get a key economic report later this hour. Expected to show a hiring slowdown. About 200,000 jobs created last month. No change expected in the unemployment rate. President Biden goes to Boston today for a fundraiser and a royal meeting with Britain's Prince William and his wife, Kate, after a formal state dinner, a first for this president, in honor of French leader Emmanuel Macron. Support for Ukraine amid the ongoing Russian invasion was a top topic. Both leaders pledging to stand together against brutality. The idea 
that Putin is ever going to defeat Ukraine is beyond comprehension. Macron also pushed for continued Ukraine aid from the U.S., saying what is at stake in Ukraine goes far beyond Europe, but is about our values and our principles. Fox's Jared Halpern at the White House, a top advisor to Ukraine's president, said today 10 to 13,000 Ukrainian troops have been killed fighting Russia's invasion. America's listening to Fox News. You've got advanced prostate cancer, but you're not waiting around. You want straight talk to facts about a Govix. Orgovix Religolix 120 milligram prescription tablets is a treatment for adults with advanced prostate cancer. Fact, Orgovix is a different kind of androgen deprivation therapy treatment, a pill, not an injection. Orgovix may cause serious side effects, including a heart condition called QT prolongation. Tell your doctor right away if you feel dizzy, faint, have a racing or pounding heart or chest pain. Orgovix can cause harm to an unborn baby or miscarriage. Use birth control during treatment and for two weeks after Orgovix treatment. The most common side effects include hot flushes, increased blood sugar and blood fat levels, muscle and joint pain, decreased blood hemoglobin levels, increased liver enzymes, tiredness, constipation, and diarrhea. Other side effects include weight gain, decreased sex drive, and erectile function problems. Orgovix may cause infertility. Talk to your doctor if infertility is a concern for you. Go with Orgovix. Ask your doctor. For more facts, visit GoWithTheFacts.com. There is some confusion in Moscow, Idaho, in the probe into the murders of four university students found stabbed to death at a home nearly three weeks ago. And while police still have no suspects... Police are clarifying their clarification on whether the four college students were targeted. The Moscow Police Department stating, quote, We remain consistent in our belief that this was indeed a targeted attack but have not concluded if the target was the residence or its occupants. That's the clarification. That's Fox's Todd Pyro. There was some drama at a home just after midnight in Rowan County, North Carolina. A home was on fire, and when help arrived, someone started shooting. A firefighter and two law enforcement officers were injured. They're expected to survive, but that gunman was killed when officers fired back. On Wall Street, stock futures down a little ahead of the jobs report this hour. At Soccer's World Cup, the day after Germany was eliminated, there are four more matches. Four more countries will advance to the next round. The U.S. already did and plays a win-or-go-home game tomorrow morning against the Netherlands. And a lot of Americans may be watching. More people are watching the World Cup this year than in 2018. According to Fox, through the first 31 matches, Fox Sports is averaging 3.15 million viewers per game, a 44% improvement over the same time frame for the last World Cup. The U.S. team did not qualify for the 2018 World Cup, which resulted in lower ratings for the network across all platforms for the U.S. versus England. November 25th, Fox had 15.49 million viewers, a record for any men's soccer match on English language TV in the United States. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Week 13 of the NFL season kicked off last night. Buffalo beat New England 24-10. Now the Bills are 9-3, and moving into first place in the AFC East. The Patriots fall to 6-6. Six six. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For KPL News, I'm Brandon Como. Lafayette police have identified the victim of a fatal motorcycle crash that happened on the I-49 frontage road yesterday morning. Police say Jeremiah Gilbo of Karen Crow passed the vehicle in a no-passing zone and crashed into a truck that was turning into a parking lot. LPD is still investigating the crash. Meanwhile, police in Lafayette investigating a shooting that happened in the 100 block of Sunny Street in Lafayette yesterday. 
The victim was struck in the leg and was taken to a local hospital for treatment. LPD is asking for your tips and information to help find the shooter. We now move to state headlines as authorities say the double murder suspect, Antonio Tyson, did not have a connection with his victims before he allegedly burned them beyond recognition. Whitney Thomas has more. Authorities are not releasing a motive in this week's brutal double homicide of a retired priest and a longtime church worker at St. Peter Catholic Church in Covington, but have released evidence showing Tyson entering Pratt's home shortly after footage shows him leaving inside Pratt's car. Covington Police Lieutenant Kevin Collins says Pratt's body was discovered unrecognizable. Family members pinged Ms. Pratt's cell phone, which was heard ringing in a nearby dumpster. Young's body was also unrecognizable. After years of dedication to the community, Father Daniel Brulette, the current pastor of St. Peters says the two victims will be missed. I'm Whitney Thomas. Five soldiers stationed at Fort Polk have been arrested and charged in connection with a sexual assault in Rosepine. The Vernon Parish Sheriff Department says two women were alleged to have been drugged and raped by the five. Bond for the five soldiers has not been set. Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder says he, his plans to run or not run for governor will depend on what Senator John Kennedy decides to do. If Kennedy runs, Schroeder says he will stay out of the race. But if Senator Kennedy chooses to stay in Washington, then he, Schroeder, will likely throw his hat in the ring. Well, tomorrow is the last day to cast an early ballot for the December 10th runoff election. Most communities only have a few races, if any, on their ballot. But there are three constitutional amendments that need your consideration. Now, we jump into one of those constitutional amendments this morning. That is constitutional amendment number one. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin urging voters to vote yes on number one on the December 10th ballot. A yes vote would prohibit non-citizens from voting in Louisiana, even though it's already unlawful for them to vote in state and federal elections. What this amendment focuses in on is preventing local governing authorities from allowing non-citizens to register and to vote in their elections. Now, when registering to vote, there's a box to check attesting citizenship. Ardwin says there has only been a few incidents where a non-citizen has voted or attempted to vote in Louisiana. I'd say under a dozen a year. A lot of it is incumbent upon the local registrar when the individual registers first and foremost. The amendment was placed on the ballot after a bill authored by Kenner Republican Representative Debbie Villio passed in the 2022 regular legislative session. Ardwin says current language in the state constitution could be construed to allow non-citizens to vote in municipal elections. And as secretary, I'm always looking for ways to be proactive uh, to protect the integrity of our elections. Early voting for the December 10th election ends tomorrow. And for more on all of the amendments, go to kpal965.com as we have all three amendments explained. And we have Moon Grafon weighing in on each of them as to what his thoughts are. Now, Louisiana DOTD is asking for your input on highway projects the state is considering, and they're making it easy for you to do so. The DOTD website now has an interactive map that allows you to learn more about proposed projects and make suggestions and comments on the plans before construction gets underway. The queen of country pop adds New Orleans to her 2023 tour and tickets go on sale today. Brooke Thorrington has more. 
Let's go, girls. Shania Twain is bringing her act to the Big Easy July 24th in Baton Rouge 100.7. The Tiger DJ Abby Lee says Shania broke record sales and boundaries. Because she crossed over pop-wise as well, I think that just grew her fan base. And Lee says Shania's music videos are legendary. That Man, I Feel Like a Woman music video is iconic. And the tour is expected to be a sellout. She's amazing, and if you're not going to the concert, there's something wrong with you. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, speaking of big names coming to Louisiana, for the first time in over 40 years, Louisiana is being visited by a president of France today. Kevin Gallagher has more on Emmanuel Macron's arrival in New Orleans. Tulane University French professor Faisal Falaki says the last French leader to visit the Crescent City was Valérie Giscard d'Estaing in 1976. It has been a long, long time. President Macron will tour the French Quarter, take in the culture, and meet with Mayor Cantrell and Governor John Bell Edwards about trade, climate change concerns, and more. Louisiana, you know, remained culturally very tied to to everything French. There'll be talk of preserving French culture here and more commerce between us and the French. Louisiana does produce liquefied natural gas, and that may be an area, uh, a business area, that will be explored. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Lafayette Animal Shelter and Care Center partnering with the Bissell Pet Foundation for a free adoption event. Officials with the shelter hope the free adoptions will help place the near 100 dogs and cats currently in the shelter in permanent homes. The free adoption event runs through December the 10th. Santa makes his official arrival into Acadiana on Sunday afternoon as part of the Sonic Christmas Parade. The event also honors Acadiana's veterans. The parade rolls in downtown Lafayette beginning at 1 on Sunday. Following the parade, there will be an after party in Park International. The lighting of Lafayette's official Christmas tree happens in Park Internationals on Saturday evening. In addition to a lot of holiday fun and food, there will also be a concert featuring Curly Taylor and Zotico Trouble. Festivities get underway at 5 p.m. In Karenkro, the Karenkro Cultural District inviting invite to celebrate an old-fashioned Christmas tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Patriots Pavilion behind City Hall. Festivities include the official lighting of the Karenkro Christmas tree, stories with Mrs. Claus, holiday music, and more. We now turn our attention to sports uh, in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills pounded the New England Patriots in last night's NFL Thursday night game. Final score 24-10 to in favor of the Bills. The Saints aren't in action until Monday night when they face Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay with kickoff set for 7-15. New Orleans was shut out last Sunday. Quarterback Andy Dalton expects they'll execute better against the Bucks. We had chances in the game, we just didn't make them, and we know and we expect ourselves to make those plays. And so I think that's just the mindset and, you know, the reality of it. And so I think for us, it's a, it, it's it's good to have that knowing that let's just go make the plays that are presented to us. And if we do that, we put ourselves in a, in a, in a good place. Meanwhile, staying in the New Orleans area, Tulane will play for the American Athletic Championship versus Central Florida. And the Green Wave trying to win their first conference championship since 1998. Green Wave coach Willie Fritz hopes this is just the first of many tries to win a conference title in the years to come. We want to be able to do this consistently, and I've talked about that, you know, for a long time. That been some great teams, been some great players, but you know, consistently over the years, in order to do that, you, you got to have a plan and execute the plan, not just for the game, but for the you know the whole program. Staying in college football, the college football playoff announcing it'll expand the 12 teams starting with the 2024 season. LSU head football coach uh, Kelly says that uh, having more teams involved in the playoffs, he likes that idea. 
I just like more access. I think it's, uh, you know, you get some playoff games on campus, then you involve, you know, the bowl games, you keep them involved in it. Um, I think it keeps more teams in the hunt as the season goes on in terms of vying for playoff spots. Um, I think it's exciting for, for college football. Now we head to high school football in the LHSA high school football playoffs or into the semifinal round, and seven Acadiana teams are still alive. We're saving the best for last year. Westgate is at Destrehan tonight. Brother Martin faces Karen Crow at the Crow Dome. Edie White is at St. Thomas More. Alafia Christian Academy meets Turlings. Notre Dame is at St. Charles Catholic, and Vermilion Catholic hosts St. Martin's Episcopal. Now, again, LCA, Turlings, that game is set for tonight. Here's Kavon Bordelon with a quick preview of the huge matchup. State semifinals division two select the rematch. The Turlings Rebels will be at home this Friday night right here. News Talk 96.5 KPL taking on the Knights of LCA for the right to go to the Superdome for a shot at the division two select state championship. I'm Kavon Bordelon alongside Scott Brazda will be in the booth tonight right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL as the Rebels try to defend home turf and punch their ticket to the Dome. It's going to be a whale of a ball game, I'm sure, as we saw maybe the game of the year the first time these two teams met at LCA. The difference, this time, Turling's the two seed, taking on the lower seed Knights who come off of a huge win against De La Salle in New Orleans. They will go against each other. The Rebels will look to improve upon their offensive execution but the defense is going to have to be stellar. LCA put up 70 against De La Salle. The Rebels got the win over Shaw to advance. Should be another fantastic Friday night football game before one of these teams heads to the New Orleans Superdome for a shot at the Division II Select State Championship. Coca-Cola pregame show starts right here at 6 p.m. Kickoff at 7 o'clock with Scott Brazda and me, Kavon Bordelon. This is the Turlings Catholic Football Radio Network. All right, so meteorologist Daniel Phillips says we can expect beautiful, sunny, mild conditions today with a high actually reaching into the mid to upper 70s tonight. Clear, not as cold as it was last night with a uh, low in the mid to upper 60s. Tomorrow, we can expect some clouds to come into the picture. We've got uh, 40% of us will see the showers in the morning and a high of 79 degrees. News Talk 96.5, KPL. right now, traffic. All right, so school zones are in effect, so please be mindful of that. Uh, but uh, taking a look out uh, at traffic right now and seeing if we have anything to report, and we do. We've got Congress at Vital Street. There's a crash with injuries there. We also have a crash uh, popping up on University Avenue. Uh, this is uh, showing University in Karen Crow near its intersection with Malapart Road. That's uh, University near Malapart Road as uh, you are just getting into Karen Crow. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the bed 
Morning, Acadiana. Welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como here with you. Bernie will be back on Monday, and it is 7 o'clock here on a Friday morning, which means it's time for Firearms Friday, and we've got the rustic renegade himself, Caleb Morse, in studio with us this morning. Good morning, man. What's up, buddy? How are you doing today? I'm, I'm good, man. So, all right. So, first off, we got to talk about uh, something that happened over the holiday weekend. Um, you know, one thing you were telling me <clears throat> as we were about to start the segment was that during COVID, um, you know, gun stores really were a target for thieves. And apparently some thieves were trying to get into the uh, the Rustic Renegade or were on the grounds uh, the other day. Yes, indeed. We had a uh, so back whenever COVID first started, we saw a huge spike in attempted break ins and break ins mm-hmm. throughout Louisiana and throughout yeah. the nation as far as gun shops. Um, in Lafayette, well, in the Lafayette Parish area, there were a few that were that were broken into during that time, and then continuing on now to about a month and a half, two months ago, there was another local shop that was broken into. Uh, well, the spree didn't stop there, and it's all what we're finding is different people. Yeah. So Sunday morning, uh, instead of going to church, someone decided to go to uh, the Rustic Renegade. Mm. Uh, and the beauty about it is we have a really good alarm system. Yeah. And picked them up long before they got on the grounds, and uh, now we've got two people who are going to learn a lesson. <laughs> about why it's not nice to try to take other people's things. Yeah, there you go. So it was uh, real interesting to watch the video, and and uh, uh, KTC uh, had the video up at their website, or they still do, I should say. Um, it was real interesting to just watch the process unfold of, you know, the alarm company mm-hmm. talking with you, um, and then, you know, how everything was coordinated, and the police were able to respond, and then, you know, nobody was hurt, and nothing was stolen. And the beauty about having, like, the kind of shop that we are and the kind of people that we have there, mm-hmm. we have a really good security background. And then when we team up with a really good alarm company, mm-hmm. we can all lay out that plan beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And they work with local law enforcement. That way everyone's on the same page. So whenever you know this happens, this happens, and this happens, it sets things in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it just functions like a really well-doable machine. Yeah. So yeah. that uh, that, w- that was a, a good success for us and a good mm-hmm. win for, I think, uh, for Lafayette. I'm betting uh, when you got the call, man, I can't imagine the stress that you must have been feeling. You know, there's not a lot that makes my heart rate go up, but that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. That is one. That's your livelihood, man. Well, that's more than just my livelihood. Mm-hmm. You know, we got, there's five employees at the shop. Yeah, that's true. So that's five livelihoods with their with their, their families, their kids, everything else that, yeah. that gets put at risk. Well, glad we got a happy ending to this story. And, you know, hopefully they did uh, learn their lesson and hopefully they don't do this kind of stuff again. Well, that's the thing, you know. 
we all God God wants us to have that second chance. Yes, God knows we can do better, mm-hmm. uh, and we have to love our fellow man uh, enough to know that look, we make mistakes, but take the time to change. Absolutely. Um, so, all right, so, uh, you know, we're here at Firearms Friday segment, and you got a couple uh, fun toys, I guess, you want to talk about today. One of the things, and, and this one's coming out kind of at an odd time, um, but Strike Industries last year at SHOT Show in January uh, released their tail hook switch, uh, but it's a folding brace or a stock that has the ability to fold left-handed or right-handed. Okay. So depending on what firearm you're using, you can, you can just have one tool to adapt it to whatever. Uh, and that way, depending on what your configuration for your gear is, you can swap it over. <clears throat> now, there's the the tail portion of it mm-hmm. where the brace would be for a pistol brace. It's removable, okay. and it comes with the stock adapter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's odd normally uh, because we don't know what's going to go on. And normally, whenever you register it or purchase it as a pistol, it stays as a pistol with a brace. Mm-hmm. But here this month, the ATF is supposed to come out with their new pistol regulation. Mm-hmm. So any of your AR, AK pistols that have braces, there's going to be more information coming out about that. And what the ATF is hinting at is they will now be classified as short barrel rifles and required to register them. Mm. So like with this brace, if that's the case, you don't have to buy extra parts, extra gear and everything else after you register it with the United States, with the federal government. Oh, okay. So there's going to be that caveat with the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're mandating registration with it. Um, Normally there's a $200 tax a short barrel rifle or a short barrel shotgun, the rumor is they're going to waive it, but we don't. All we have is rumors right now. We don't know what, what actually going to happen. So if they do waive it, is it a good money saver? Very much so. Yeah, very like, much so. Because like hundreds of dollars saving. Yeah, about two hundred fifty, three hundred okay. bucks. Yeah, but then of course if if they don't waive it, that pretty much wipes it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, what else we got? And we got another one you want to talk about. So with that one, mm-hmm. um, Noreen Firearms came out with what they call the ULR, which is a 50 BMG pistol. Mm-hmm. Now, 50 BMG is 50 Browning machine gun. When we think of a 50 caliber, the big Modus and, and all the other stuff, or the Barretts, that's what we're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noreen has done some pretty interesting things. They, they specialize in bolt-action 50 calibers. And, uh, man, I don't know why, but they came out with this thing. <laughs> it's, it's a 16-pound handgun, yeah. bolt-action that shoots 50 BMG. I'll uh, I'll try. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll shoot most firearms looking at them and understanding that physics will hurt me. Yeah, yeah. This one's scary. Well, and I was watching the video of it while you were talking about it and um yeah, I, I get it, <laughs> like, man. Like it's, it looks it's like cool, it looks like though. you're in a car crash. It does, but it it looks it, it's a cool-looking weapon. Um but very unique looking as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean like oh, yeah. you know yeah. You know, and with most of your, your pistols, you have a, a more vertical grip design. Yeah. Uh, that way it aids in recall mitigation. Yeah. This is an AR-15 mm-hmm. pistol grip. Yeah. And, like, man, when I look at this, I'm like, well, it may be. But I, I'd, I'd rather watch someone else shoot it than shoot it myself. I mean, how accurate do you think you could be with it? Uh, I'd be too afraid. You'd be too afraid? Yeah, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to flinch on that sucker. Yeah. So I, I might shoot men in a barn door with that one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, Caleb Morris, Rustic Renegade here, you know, talking about, a, like I said, a couple of uh, cool little, a couple of cool toys, and uh, obviously uh, what happened uh, over at his shop, and you know, really just um, wanted to bring the good news there for that one. But um, so I think, th- so things are kind of quiet right now as far as you know, Man, guns right now in the on the national level, yeah. things are quiet. On the local level, things are 
relatively quiet. Yeah. Uh, the industry is all prepping and in, in into the year, and then we have Shot Show coming yeah. up. So next year is going to be the big time when a lot is going on for us. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of new product coming out and things like that. Um, but we're rocking and rolling at the shop because here we are in the midst of hunting season. And Christmas coming up. And Christmas coming <laughs> up. You know, I, I, I got to remember that one. I got gifts to buy. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the coolest gifts I got for Christmas was a, was a nine millimeter. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, when someone loves you, you know, exactly, (laughs) exactly, man. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's Christmas time. It's the holidays. I mean, I could definitely see how y'all are getting busy, but, but, you know, I I was asking too, in the sense of, you know, right now the concentration is not so much on guns for the moment, for the moment, (laughs) for the moment. Um, you know, everything is coming off the elections and some of the other issues, but, just kind of waiting to see when that next issue pops up. Oh, and, and they've already put out, the ATF's already put out white papers and recommendations to dealers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's stuff that we know is is pending, like yeah. this, this pistol brace ban. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just got to try to plan ahead, plan according, that way our voices can be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, could be, with the end of the political year coming up in it as well, we have all these other things that are going to be brought back to panels and the boards. And there's always something they want to restrict from us. Um. When you watch, like, the elections that just happened with Congress, and, of course, you got the one Senate seat that's mm-hmm. left, um, I, I know that a lot of times we talk about issues with regulations and such happening, you know, at a, on the different branch of, of federal government. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, the agencies mm-hmm. and coming from the, executive, uh, coming from the executive branch and such. Um, but when you look at what's happening with Congress right now, and you see now Congress, as far as the House, is now got slightly Republican – and then you look at what's happening in the Senate, where the Republicans need to win this seat to be able to maintain the tie that would be broken by Kamala Harris. What are your thoughts about the Second Amendment going forward for these next two years with the current makeup of Congress or the White House? So I've gotten excited in the past, you know, and we've sat down, we've looked at things and we're like, oh, this is going to be great. We have the numbers mm-hmm. and, and the voting can now be for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of our representatives are just afraid. Yeah, they're they're afraid to say, look, I disagree with the way this happened. They'll they'll talk about the big topics and other things, but when it comes down to our Second Amendment rights, our nation is is pretty divided on a lot of that stuff. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, I think that while things won't get any worse, I don't think we have anyone in there who's willing to throw things up and say, look, let's let's fight about it now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. Clay's done a good job. He's going through and changed a lot of things and and helped kind of push things on a Second Amendment front a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Miguez locally has always done a great job. Right. Uh, like state of Louisiana, he's a forefront on our Second Amendment yeah. rights. Mm-hmm. But there's no one to help them. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they'll, you'll stand, but you'll stand alone is the only problem we have. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, you because, you, you know, you said it. You, you, can get, you can get excited about some of the gains, but you don't. There's a lot of Republican and name onlys mm-hmm. uh, that are up there as well. And uh, they're either afraid to take a stand or they don't want to put themselves in a controversial position because they love the cushy life they're getting to live. And they don't want to be at risk of, of being targeted by uh, Democrats on the other side and such. And so they don't, you know, they don't want to put that lavish lifestyle that they get to enjoy at risk. Yeah, they get You get accustomed to it, I suppose. And then. You know, to go in and make big change, you're going to be a one or two term republic, uh, a representative, senator, or whatever. Yeah. You know, maybe two terms if you start mixing things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of them just get in there and they're like, "Well, this is good for the next twenty years." Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Caleb Morris, Rustic Renegade. Thank you so much as always for joining us, man. Oh yeah, bro. Y'all enjoy the weekend. We got some. I guess we'll call it good weather enough. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So. I mean, well, I think Sunday, from what I saw, is a lot better. Uh, I mean, the you've got the showers in the morning tomorrow. As long as that clears up for the afternoon, that'll be great. And then Sunday, rain chances only at 10% with highs in the uh, low 70s. So I'll take it. So I think Sunday will be a good hunting day then. That's what it is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, we'll go ahead and take this uh, quick commercial break and be back in just a few minutes. I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. For KPEL News, I'm Brandon Como. Lafayette police have identified the victim of a fatal motorcycle crash that happened on the I-49 frontage road yesterday morning. Police say Jeremiah Gilbo of Karen Crow passed the vehicle in a no-passing zone and crashed into a truck that was turning into a parking lot. LPD is still investigating the crash. Meanwhile, police in Lafayette investigating a shooting that happened in the 100 block of Sunny Street in Lafayette yesterday. The victim was struck in the leg and was taken to a local hospital for treatment. LPD is asking for your tips and information to help find the shooter. All right, meteorologist Daniel Phillips says sunny and mild conditions today with a high of 77. Tonight, clear, not as cold with an overnight low of 67. Tomorrow, cloudy conditions, uh, 40% rain uh, or 40% of us should see some showers in the morning with a high of 79. Rain chances dropping down to 10% on Sunday. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, looking at what's happening on the roadways right now. We do have a crash. Johnson Street at Grand Avenue, right by the Grand. That's Johnson Street, right by the Grand. Uh, other than that, roadway's not looking bad right now. Welcome back into Acadiana's Morning News as we've got a great rest of uh, the 7 o'clock hour lined up for you. Uh, we've got uh, Sam Stokes going to be joining us in just a few minutes to talk about Team USA Soccer taking on the Netherlands tomorrow. But first, we've got our weekly segment here with uh, Eddie Longlinay with uh, Crime Stoppers of Vermilion Parish. Eddie, what's up, man? Good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? All right, we're good. Hey, so look, before we get into what we're going to talk about, VC, man. VC, VC, they got to take it. It's a home game, yeah. right? And they're seated number one. Yeah, so. look, VC, man, they look. They, I remember a time when Southern Lab they couldn't overcome Southern Lab. Mm -hmm. They did it last week. Mm -hmm. Now they take on St. Martin's. VC undefeated on the season so far. I mean, really, just a fantastic year, and hopefully they can make it tonight. I guess we could say VC's coming in hot, right? Ooh, they are coming in hot. <laughs> Love some VC, man. Yeah, Those man, fans are amazing over been there. Been Vermilion Parish team, so we're wishing them all the luck. Yeah. So uh, hopefully they can they can pull this one off. Absolutely. All right, so you got some uh, a couple of – before we get to the, the crime part, 
you got a couple of events coming up uh, this weekend besides the big football game. Yeah, not uh, not many, uh, mm-hmm. but it's a couple of important events, especially uh, different places of of a main parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erath uh, tomorrow they have a at three p.m. in the afternoon they have a Christmas uh, get together, mm-hmm. little uh, party type thing. So if uh, p- uh, people want to go check it out, that'd be a fun event. Also in Kaplan tomorrow night at six p.m. they have a Christmas parade. So uh, that would be, uh, I think it's one of the first uh, Christmas parades of the main parish. It'd be pretty cool to check out in Kaplan. So. Very cool. Um, all right. Uh, what do we have on the agenda as far as uh, the crime that we're going to look at for this week? So the crime of the week, uh, we got detectives in the main parish sheriff's office. They're looking for uh, a tiller. The tiller was taken from a field off a, a Germain Road. It's located near uh, Erath, uh, north of Erath. Uh, it, it occurred between November 7th and November 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the till is described as an orange in color. Um, it's orange-yellowish in color, I guess you could say. A, a 2021 Woods model RT7240.40 uh, tiller. Mm-hmm. And it measures approximately uh, 81 inches in width. So if anybody sees it, and it, that, that's a fairly new tiller. So if anybody sees uh, somebody with a, a new tiller, you might want to... <laughs> Kind of check it out. Also, the sheriff's office uh, has a serial number on it, so we can confirm the the, the tiller that it is. So if you have information on that, you can call 740-TIPS, or you can download and log on uh, to the P3 app uh, where you can report your tips anonymously, and you can earn a cash reward. We talk about it every week, but, man, there's a lot of thefts going on right now. There is, and, and you know, these farm uh, equipment, man, yeah. that, that's, uh, you know, these farmers work hard. Yeah. Uh, they, they go through tough times th- sometimes, so the money they spend on their equipment, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it means a lot to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, we try to help, help the farmers out, and anybody. And, uh, you know, uh, talking to Caleb, uh, you know, from Rustic Renegade yeah. earlier, you know, it, it, people just taking things that don't belong to them. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it hurts. Uh, you know, I, I, years ago, uh, I had somebody, um, I was building my house, and somebody went in and took a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. equipment from me that I was using to build my house. Right. And it, it, it physically it made me sick yeah. to my stomach. So it, uh, it's something that, you know, people just need to, if they want something, just go work for it. So. Absolutely. Uh, Eddie Longley with uh, Crime Stoppers of Million Parish. Do you have anything else before we uh, let you take off? That's that's about that's it. Everything. All right, man. We're gonna say it again, like we said at the beginning. Go VC. Go VC. Hopefully they can uh, get back to the dome. So that'll be great for them. All right. So we're we'll going to take this uh, quick commercial break. When we come back, Sam Stokes will join us as we will talk a little bit of Team USA soccer. Big match tomorrow against the Netherlands as Team USA advancing to the round of sixteen. Uh, kind of uh, defying what some people thought going in to this World Cup about how well they would do. We'll take this quick commercial break and be right back. Live and local every day in Acadiana. And the only place you can voice your opinion on your favorite KPL shows. We're your home for news and talk in Acadiana. This is KPL. I was trying to find music as smooth as the man that was uh, just walking into the door. I think I might have found it. I don't know. I don't know if he approves of it, but uh, Sam Stokes joining us right now. What's going on, man? It's good to be here, Brandon. I mean, I <laughs> used good to, to see you. work in this room for I know. a long time, so it's cool to be back, man. You know, me and you, like, we started here about the same time, and, um, you know, you came in here as someone, you know, doing a lot of the digital behind-the-scenes stuff. And so, you know, then now you have your own company, 
which does a lot of great, fantastic work. Ask Moon. He'll tell, <laughs> he talks about you every day, man. But we are we knew the stuff you did here because you were here for so long. But now you have your own company, which is amazing. Um, and then, which by the way, Sam, give out your company, man. Let me. Let me uh, Better Root Productions. We do there all kinds of video production. We do all kinds of digital media solutions mm -hmm. for Moon. We're helping him launch his podcast, and yeah. his YouTube channel, and all that stuff. There you go. And also. Uh, some somehow you have time to do a podcast as well. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I'm bringing you in because you know me and you. Uh, you know we used to do some segments when you were working here. Um, whenever uh, Team USA would start playing in the World Cup, and so now you know Team USA into the round of 16, and you have a podcast. It's called uh, YankReport.com, right? No, it's it's or, a, it's more Report, it's sorry. a YouTube channel YouTube more than channel, anything. Sorry. There is a podcast attached to okay. it, but yeah, Yank Report is the YouTube Yank channel. Report. I started it in November of 2020, mm -hmm. uh, back when we were full on pandemic, and it, mm -hmm. at this point, it's grown. There's like I have like 13,000 subscribers, nice. or something like that. So there you go. So uh, you know, like I said, if you want to talk soccer, Sam is your guy. So that's what we're going to do this morning for this next segment as Team USA is going to play the Netherlands tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Looking at the World Cup overall, you know, a lot of controversy that it's in Qatar because of, you know, their human rights violations and such, but a lot of controversy in the time of year that having the event in Qatar is forcing the World Cup to play because normally the World Cup is a summer sport, you know, where we are going into the summer, you've got the World Cup happening, that's the focus. Well, now it's happening in the fall slash winter time period for us, and it's not just noticeable here in the USA, but it's... I think it's a it's I think it being in Qatar is really despised, especially in Europe, because it's throwing off all their their calendar and everything having it right now. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the players in the World Cup play soccer in Europe professionally. Yeah. And the European season is going on right now. It sort of mirrors our uh, football season. Yeah. So this year for the World Cup the teams were playing all the way up to a week before or two weeks before the World Cup. Yeah. So you don't have this long period where um, usually whenever it's in the summer, this, it's the off season. So mm -hmm. all the national teams are able to get together and they're able to have uh, like two week camps um, and really build into the World Cup. This time it's like uh, regular the, the club season mm -hmm. stops, pauses, World Cup starts. So I'm sure it's affecting the soccer on yeah. some level. The teams are not quite as cohesive as mm -hmm. they could be. And it certainly affected the club soccer leading up to this because there's a lot of players who wanted to play in this tournament who are going to play a little bit different knowing mm -hmm. that this huge, important tournament is is right around the corner. Um, well, it's definitely affecting uh, – you've got upsets happening. I mean, look at what Japan is doing right now. Um, look at the fact that Germany is no longer in the World Cup and we're just going into the round of 16 right now. Um, uh, look at um, – Oh, I'm blanking on the country that beat Argentina. Was it Saudi Arabia? Saudi Arabia beat Saudi Argentina. Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. You know, ironically, in September, the U.S. Mm -hmm. played two tune-up games, mm -hmm. um, and they were against Japan and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And, and Japan kind of ate our lunch. Yeah. They beat us two to nothing, and Saudi Arabia was a draw. Mm -hmm. and, and after those results, U.S. fans were just really disappointed in the team and wondering how we were going to put together anything in this tournament considering how poorly we played in those games. Now, looking back at it, both those teams have made it to the round of 16. Japan is looking fantastic in this tournament. Yeah. Um, and maybe those results weren't as bad as we thought they were at the time. Yeah. So let's look at Team USA. You know, a very young team. As a matter of fact, you know, I was uh, there's always in past World Cups like one or two players that are pretty well known 
that I think gave people a rooting interest. Now you have a team that's really young and a lot of new names that are playing right now. And I think because of that youth, a lot of people, um, soccer fans, of course, were excited. But those those people that kind of line up where, you know, they've got the interest at times and yeah. really just get the interest now, we're kind of like, well, wait, who are these guys? Well, now Team USA, now that they've moved on, they're catching people's attention more. But it's still a very young team and, and a team full of a lot of names that people that are not soccer fans aren't really familiar with. Yeah, there's no Landon Donovan, there's yeah. no Clint Dempsey, Michael mm-hmm. Bradley, names yeah. that people might recognize. Uh, the biggest star coming into the tournament was Christian Pulisic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a part of the cycle in 2018 at 17 years old. Yeah. Now I think he's 23 or 24 years old. Mm-hmm. But you're right, a lot of these players are 23, 24, 22, uh, something like that. And, and they're not quite household names in the United States. And yeah. that, that's a shame because these are the most talented players we've ever produced as a mm-hmm. soccer nation. Yeah. I just mentioned Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic plays over at Chelsea, mm-hmm. which is one of the largest clubs in the world. Uh, he was on the team that won the Champions League, which is the uh, biggest tournament you can win in European club soccer mm-hmm. uh, a, a few years ago. Weston McKinney plays over at Juventus. Weston McKinney had a fantastic game against Iran. Mm-hmm. He's a huge personality. He's a, he's a player that fans are going to fall in love with mm-hmm. once they get to know him. Uh, he's playing at one of the top clubs in the world. Tyler Adams is playing at Leeds in uh, in the Premier League. You got Gio Reyna over at Borussia Dortmund. A number of players playing at, at, at top level clubs that hopefully after this tournament, uh, fans will will learn a little bit more about him and get excited because you know the big thing is this this tournament in 2022 is very important and we're into the the round of 16 and mm-hmm. we're probably going to talk about the Netherlands game yeah. in a second. Mm-hmm. But in 2026 and uh, three and a half years from now. The World Cup is going to be in the United States, so the attention of the world is going to be on this country, yeah. and all these players who are 19, 20, 22, 23 are going to be hitting their primes in 2026, and, yeah. and the U.S. is going to have a hell of a team in 2026, <laughs> so it's really exciting, yeah. and it's really exciting for people to get to know these players now so they can jump on board for 2026. And we need to build that momentum going into 2026 no doubt about it so all right you know uh, when i saw who we drew in the round of 16 i kind of to shake my head because we know how you know, we know how good the netherlands are um talk a little bit about this matchup um is it a matchup that team usa's got a shot to win and i mean not just a shot like oh yeah that anybody's got a shot but do they really have a shot to win this game Brandon, let me tell you, Team USA has a shot to win this okay. game. Right. They're not going to be favored for sure, no, no. but they absolutely have a shot. I, I mean, whenever a lot of us think about the Netherlands, we think about the 2010 squad mm-hmm. that went to the World Cup final. Yeah. They had, I mean, world-class players on that squad. Uh, Robin Van Persie, Ian Robin. I remember uh, that just, team. Just a, a, an incredibly talented squad. Yeah. This is not that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a very good team. Uh, but they don't have just this large cachet of superstars. They're th- that this Netherlands team is not expected to be a favorite in this tournament. Mm-hmm. They're a very good team. They're probably a, a bit deeper than us at, at a lot of positions. One of the issues the U.S. is facing right now is while we do have a lot of these young superstars, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of depth. Yeah. So if you notice, after about the 60th minute, when some of these guys get tired. We we're bringing in subs. Yeah. We we can't we can't maintain the same level of uh, intensity that we did over the previous sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be important for the U.S. to get on them early. But do they have an opportunity to win? Absolutely. I don't think this Netherlands team 
is as good as the England team that the U.S. had a, a really good game against yeah. in the group stage. Okay. Um, you know, one thing I was listening to some soccer analysts yesterday, and they were talking about Japan, and they were talking about style of play and something that they wish the U.S. team employed more of, and I think it kind of goes to what you're talking about. I'm curious to see if you agree. A lot of people feel like in soccer that a great strategy is to work more towards possessing the ball for more time, you know, just being very aggressive and, you know, keeping your guys more, uh, you know, leaning, you know, uh, frontward on the offensive side, trying to possess the ball more because it's going to create more opportunities. But one thing that this analyst was talking about was a way that which, you know, Japan has done where they've gone up against teams that people would say have more talent, but, you know, they play more back, play more defense, and then they take their opportunities and make the most out of them. Don't have as many opportunities, but they're concentrating more on defending the goal and more on, and less on being so aggressive on the front end. And you're saying that that's what Team USA they wish that they would do, especially considering what you were just talking about with the lack of depth and all the energy that they're spending. Do you agree or do you like the strategy that the U.S. has employed so far? I think the strategy the U.S. has employed so far has been very good for them. Mm -hmm. I, I think a, a lot of... Um, style comes from the players that you're able to put on the field mm -hmm. and, and what really has differentiated the u.s throughout this tournament what, what really has made them uh dominate some of these games that they've been in even against england for for large portions is their midfield they've got three guys that, their midfield is known as the mma midfield mm -hmm. uh it is mckinney musa and adams uh mma and, and these players are uh very young they're very um aggressive they're incredibly good at, at pressing the opposition and, and winning second balls, and they're super energetic. Mm. And they have just suffocated every single team they've played against. So for the U.S., the ability to control the ball, control the field, and then whenever it does turn over to the opposition, mm. to win it back quickly, to yeah. press them into uh, hitting long balls down the field and then gobbling up those second balls uh, has been a, a really good strategy for us. Now, I, I know um, in previous iterations of the U.S. men's national team, it's all been about that counterattack. I, I think we all remember Landon Donovan's goal against Algeria yeah. where you know it started off with a Tim Howard throw in mm -hmm. and it was a counter all the way. That was what the U.S. had to do because we didn't have the quality to possess the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, this team does have that quality in, in order to do it. So uh, it, it's something that I think um, they're able to do, number one, because um, they can, and, and number two, because they're so good that they don't really have much of a choice. Other teams are playing the U.S. Uh, in that style of, of, of bunkering and countering because the U.S. is just so dominant that it's, it's hard for them not to. I don't know if they'll be able to continue that, if they continue on in the tournament and come up against teams that are going to be much better than them at possessing the ball. If they get through this Netherlands squad and go on through the tournament, you'll probably see the U.S. defending a lot more than we did in the group stage. But... Uh, with the quality that this team has, they're always going to be uh, ferocious in, in, in getting the ball, winning second balls, and, and dominating that midfield. When's the last time the U.S. made it to the top eight? The last time was in 2002. It was the last time and the only time. That yeah. was the uh, the best result the U.S. has ever gotten was the quarterfinals in 2002 under Bruce Arena. That was a yeah, tournament yeah. where Landon Donovan and uh, DeMarcus Beasley were mm. very young. They, I yeah. think they were still teenagers, and they had a – um, a few veteran holdovers in that squad. That it was a very well-rounded squad. Um, how big would it be for them to win this game tomorrow morning? 
It would be absolutely massive because <laughs> I, I think with with every uh, quality game, with every step forward, it just gets more and more people in the United States excited about the team and excited about these players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think stepping forward into the quarterfinals, which would be something that we've only done once before in our history, would just bring so many more people, give, give so much more attention to the sport. And, and I think that's that's the thing that the World Cup does. Uh, bigger than anything else that can possibly happen in this sport in this country is just get people's eyeballs on it, get people excited about it, um, and, and get more people invested in mm-hmm. it. So, getting to that quarterfinal round w- would be absolutely massive for a sport that is is showing huge signs of growth in this country, especially whenever it comes to young people and yeah. at the youth levels. More and more people are interested. MLS numbers keep growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are watching the Premier Leagues, uh, Serie A, Liga Mekis, um, in, in larger and larger numbers year over year. So getting to that quarterfinal and, and solidifying um, how good this team is, how good the, this youth movement is, mm-hmm. and, and really build that excitement towards 2026 would be absolutely massive. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, you talk about the, the sport growing, and, and you know, I'm a father of two, and I've got a two-year-old and a one-year-old, and... You know, we live in Youngsville now, which is uh, home to the Youngsville Sports Complex. And there are, um, you know, I had a buddy of mine that, um, you know, coached his uh, daughter's three-year-old soccer team. And, you know, they are doing a great job of, like many other parks now, too, in this area, of fostering, you know, these soccer uh, tournaments and these soccer uh, teams with these little kids that are getting into it. And, you know, when you look at, you know, soccer compared to other sports, it is one of the easier sports to get involved in, especially as kids. You know, they've got so much energy. You know, this is their opportunity to just not a lot of equipment. You need no. a ball in yeah. a field, and you're yeah. good to go. So, with that being the case, you know, for parents, it makes us. I'm looking forward to whenever my two year old gets to be about three, four years old, and I can put her in, and then, of course, my little one year old boy will be coming up after. But we've been talking about it for the past few months now since we moved out there. We can't wait to get them in and play in soccer. You know, it just the accessibility of the sport, I think, is 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 huge moving forward as the popular popularity grows. And I think we I don't know if resurgence is the right word, but to start seeing more and more interest from a young age in this country, I think it's an only benefit the U.S. moving forward. Yeah, the U.S. I mean, soccer's always been a hugely popular sport for young people to play. Yeah, it's always been one of the most popular played sports until a certain age in this country. Right. The issue is continuing that interest and still being um, interested in watching maybe your local MLS team or, or watching the Premier League or the national team or anything like that. Yeah. The difference that we're seeing right now is that all the polling is showing that young people in this country, I think like uh, let, let's say like 14 to 25 um, the interest in soccer is mm-hmm. up there and, and surpassing sports like baseball and basketball. It's polling as the number two or number three sport of interest for them. Yeah. Now, once you get past 55 plus, it's still not very popular. So right. the older people in this country uh, compared to the kids are not super interested in soccer. Mm-hmm. But if those trends hold, if those trends continue, um, that means that as the years go on, soccer is going to continue to grow in popularity. A, a big story came out this year that showed that soccer became the fourth most popular sport in the United States, surpassing mm-hmm. hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that, say, like the the uh, MLS is bigger than the NHL or anything like that. But more people are watching soccer across all the different uh, yeah. leagues that are available than hockey, especially at the young ages. So continuing that growth and, and, and getting forward to this uh, round of 16 and maybe even beyond – 
uh, just kind of looking at how the bracket plays out, uh, would be massive in, in continuing that growth and serving as a catalyst to just getting more people involved and turning the United States into a soccer country. Oh, y'all see why this man's got a podcast. Tell our listeners about it before I let you go. Yeah, so it's a, it's a YouTube channel. It's the Yank Report. Uh, I've been doing it for about two years now. I try to put out weekly videos right now during the World Cup. We're doing pregame shows. We're doing postgame shows. We're putting out all kinds of content. Uh, we've got about 13,000 subscribers right now, uh, and it's just growing month over month. So come check it out if you are interested in uh, the sport in this country. We cover the national team, but we cover a lot of soccer news. Uh, Sam in Stokes. the United States. Sam Stokes, man. Look, it was great having you in studio. Thanks for coming by. I know you got a, a crazy schedule, but, man, wanted to get you in before the big game tomorrow morning, so I appreciate it. Absolutely. Go, go USA, baby. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a pause here. You'll have a brief, brief commercial break, and then I will have a look at state and local headlines coming up next. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. For Cape Hill News, I'm Brandon Como. Lafayette police have identified the victim of a fatal motorcycle crash that happened on the I-49 frontage road yesterday morning. Police say Jeremiah Gilbo of Karen Crow passed the vehicle in a no-passing zone and crashed into a truck that was turning into a parking lot. LPD is still investigating the crash. Meanwhile, police in Lafayette investigating a shooting that happened in the 100 block of Sunny Street in Lafayette yesterday. The victim was struck in the leg and was taken to a local hospital for treatment. LPD is asking for your tips and information to help find the shooter. We now move to state headlines as authorities say the double murder suspect, Antonio Tyson, did not have a connection with his victims before he allegedly burned them beyond recognition. Whitney Thomas has more. Authorities are not releasing a motive in this week's brutal double homicide of a retired priest and a longtime church worker at St. Peter Catholic Church in Covington, but have released evidence showing Tyson entering Pratt's home. Shortly after, footage shows him leaving inside Pratt's car. Covington Police Lieutenant Kevin Collins says Pratt's body was discovered unrecognizable. Family members pinged Ms. Pratt's cell phone, which was heard ringing in a nearby dumpster. Young's body was also unrecognizable. After years of dedication to the community, Father Daniel Brulette, the current pastor of St. Peters says the two victims will be missed. I'm Whitney Thomas. Five soldiers stationed at Fort Polk have been arrested and charged in connection with a sexual assault in Rosepine. The Vernon Parish Sheriff's Department says two women were alleged to have been drugged and raped by the five. Bond for the five soldiers has not been set. Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder says he, his plans to run or not run for governor will depend on what Senator John Kennedy decides to do. If Kennedy runs, Schroeder says he will stay out of the race. But if Senator Kennedy chooses to stay in Washington, then he, Schroeder, will likely throw his hat in the ring. Well, tomorrow is the last day to cast an early ballot for the December 10th runoff election. Most communities only have a few races, if any, on their ballot. But there are three constitutional amendments that need your consideration. Now, we jump into one of those constitutional amendments this morning. That is constitutional amendment number one. Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin urging voters to vote yes on number one on the December 10th ballot. A yes vote would prohibit non-citizens from voting in Louisiana, even though it's already unlawful for them to vote in state and federal elections. What this amendment focuses in on is preventing local governing authorities from allowing non-citizens to register and to vote in their elections. 
Now, when registering to vote, there's a box to check attesting citizenship. Ardoin says there has only been a few incidents where a non-citizen has voted or attempted to vote in Louisiana. I'd say under a dozen a year. A lot of it is incumbent upon the local registrar when the individual registers first and foremost. The amendment was placed on the ballot after a bill authored by Kenner Republican Representative Debbie Villio passed in the 2022 regular legislative session. Ardwine says current language in the state constitution could be construed to allow non-citizens to vote in municipal elections. And as secretary, I'm always looking for ways to be proactive uh, to protect the integrity of our elections. Early voting for the December 10th election ends tomorrow. And for more on all of the amendments, go to kpal965.com as we have all three amendments explained. And we have Moon Grafon weighing in on each of them as to what his thoughts are. Now, Louisiana DOTD is asking for your input on highway projects the state is considering, and they're making it easy for you to do so. The DOTD website now has an interactive map that allows you to learn more about proposed projects and make suggestions and comments on the plans before construction gets underway. The queen of country pop adds New Orleans to her 2023 tour, and tickets go on sale today. Brooke Thorrington has more. Let's go, girls. Shania Twain is bringing her act to the Big Easy July 24th in Baton Rouge 100.7. The Tiger DJ Abby Lee says Shania broke record sales and boundaries. Because she crossed over pop-wise as well, I think that just grew her fan base. And Lee says Shania's music videos are legendary. That man, I feel like a woman music video is iconic. And the tour is expected to be a sellout. She's amazing. And if you're not going to the concert, there's something wrong with you. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, speaking of big names coming to Louisiana, for the first time in over 40 years, Louisiana is being visited by a president of France today. Kevin Gallagher has more on Emmanuel Macron's arrival in New Orleans. Tulane University French professor Faisal Falaki says the last French leader to visit the Crescent City was Valérie Giscard d'Estaing in 1976. It has been a long, long time. President Macron will tour the French Quarter, take in the culture, and meet with Mayor Cantrell and Governor John Bell Edwards about trade, climate change concerns, and more. Louisiana, you know, remained culturally very tied to to everything French. There'll be talk of preserving French culture here and more commerce between us and the French. Louisiana does produce liquefied natural gas, and that may be an area, uh, a business area, that will be explored. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Lafayette Animal Shelter and Care Center partnering with the Bissell Pet Foundation for a free adoption event. Officials with the shelter hope the free adoptions will help place the near 100 dogs and cats currently in the shelter in permanent homes. The free adoption event runs through December the 10th. Santa makes his official arrival into Acadiana on Sunday afternoon as part of the Sonic Christmas Parade. The event also honors Acadiana's veterans. The parade rolls in downtown Lafayette beginning at 1 on Sunday. Following the parade, there will be an after party in Park International. The lighting of Lafayette's official Christmas tree happens in Park Internationals on Saturday evening. In addition to a lot of holiday fun and food, there will also be a concert featuring Curly Taylor and Zotico Trouble. Festivities get underway at 5 p.m. In Karenkro, the Karenkro Cultural District inviting invite to celebrate an old-fashioned Christmas tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Patriots Pavilion behind City Hall. Festivities include the official lighting of the Karenkro Christmas tree, stories with Mrs. Claus, holiday music, and more. We now turn our attention to sports uh, in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills pounded the New England Patriots in last night's NFL Thursday night game. Final score 24 to 10 in favor of the Bills. The Saints aren't in action until Monday night when they face Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay with kickoff set 
4-7-15. New Orleans was shut out last Sunday. Quarterback Andy Dalton expects they'll execute better against the Bucks. We had chances in the game. We just didn't make them, and we know and we expect ourselves to make those plays. And so I think that's just the mindset and, you know, the reality of it. And so I think for us, it's a, it, it's, it's good to have that knowing that let's just go make the plays that are presented to us. And if we do that, we put ourselves in a, in a, in a good place. Meanwhile, staying in the New Orleans area, Tulane will play for the American Athletic Championship versus Central Florida. And the Green Wave trying to win their first conference championship since 1998. Green Wave coach Willie Fritz hopes this is just the first of many tries to win a conference title in the years to come. We want to be able to do this consistently, and I've talked about that, you know, for a long time. Been some great teams, been some great players, but, you know, consistently over the years, in order to do that, you, you got to have a plan and execute the plan, not just for the game, but for the, you know, the whole program. Staying in college football, the college football playoff announcing it'll expand the 12 teams starting with the 2024 season. LSU head football coach uh, Kelly says that uh, having more teams involved in the playoffs, he likes that idea. I just like more access. I think it's, uh, you know, you get some playoff games on campus, then you involve, you know, the bowl games, you keep them involved in it. Um, I think it keeps more teams in the hunt as the season goes on in terms of vying for playoff spots. Um, I think it's exciting for, for college football. Now we head to high school football in the LHSA high school football playoffs or into the semifinal round and seven Acadiana teams are still alive. We're saving the best for last year. Westgate is at Destrehan tonight. Brother Martin faces Karen Crow at the Crow Dome. Edie White is at St. Thomas More. Alafia Christian Academy meets Turlings. Notre Dame is at St. Charles Catholic and Vermilion Catholic hosts St. Martin's Episcopal. Now, again, LCA, Turlings, that game is set for tonight. Here's Kavon Bordelon with a quick preview of the huge matchup. State semifinals division two select the rematch. The Turlings Rebels will be at home this Friday night right here. News Talk 96.5 KPL taking on the Knights of LCA for the right to go to the Superdome for a shot at the division two select state championship. I'm Kavon Bordelon alongside Scott Brazda will be in the booth tonight right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL as the Rebels try to defend home turf and punch their ticket to the Dome. It's going to be a whale of a ball game, I'm sure, as we saw maybe the game of the year the first time these two teams met at LCA. The difference? This time, Turling's the two-seed, taking on the lower-seed Knights, who come off of a huge win against De La Salle in New Orleans. They will go against each other. The Rebels will look to improve upon their offensive execution, but the defense is going to have to be stellar. LCA put up 70 against De La Salle. The Rebels got the win over Shaw to advance. Should be another fantastic Friday night football game before one of these teams heads to the New Orleans Superdome for a shot at the Division II Select State Championship. Coca-Cola pregame show starts right here at 6 p.m. Kickoff at 7 o'clock with Scott Brazda and me, Kavon Bordelon. This is the Turlings Catholic Football Radio Network. All right, so weather for today, sunny and mild, should be a beautiful, beautiful night for high school football. Highs today in the upper 70s, lows tonight in the upper 60s. Clear, not as cold overnight as well. Tomorrow, we can expect some clouds to come into picture, though. 40% of us will see showers in the morning. 
with a high of 79 degrees. Rain chances drop down to 10% on Sunday. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, so taking a look at what is happening uh, on the roadways right now. We have a crash. Congress Street at Jasmine. That's Congress at Jasmine. Also, we have a crash popping up on 100 block of Glory Switch Road. This is just off of I-49 on the east side of the interstate. We have a crash in that area. Help me run. Good morning, Acadiana, and welcome into Acadiana's Morning News. Brandon Como here with you. Final hour of this Friday edition of the show. Had a great show so far. Had a lot of great guests. A lot of some people that you uh, don't get a chance to usually hear from, such as uh, Sam Stokes in the last hour. Uh, also uh, joining us as well. You know, we began the show as well with Miss Jerry from Moody's Gardens, and it's always good to be able to speak with her and um, we've had a great show so far and we will continue on in this eight o'clock hour as well as uh, Ian Ozan will join me in the second half of the hour as we will preview tonight's big matchup between LCA and Turlings Catholic. And, you know, we asked a question to you on our Facebook page about who you got. Do you have Turlings or LCA? It's our Acadiana morning news uh, question of the day. And, you know, just to see, hey, what team are you going with tonight? Who are you siding with? And uh, you've been responding, and it's been great to see what you've been having to say. Um, got a lot of people that are really it's pretty evenly split, <laughs> uh, taking a look at uh, the responses that have come in. So it's uh, it's been nice to see uh, people getting into this ball game, and should be a lot of fun tonight. Um, like I said, we will talk about that a little bit later on, but first. It is time for us to get into the topic train. As soon as I can bring up the music. Here we go. Train is running right on time, speeding through the headlines to start your day. Brought to you by Broussard Poche LLP, certified public accountant. Yes, it's time for the topic train, and we start LHSA high school football playoffs into the semifinal round. Seven Acadiana teams still alive. Westgate is at Destrehan. We've been mentioning LCA and Turlings, but Karen Crow is also still alive as they host Brother Martin. St. Thomas More hosts Edie White. Vermilion Catholic hosts St. Martin's Episcopal, and Notre Dame is at St. Charles Catholic. Good luck to all of our Acadiana area teams that are playing tonight. It'd be amazing if we got six of those seven into the Dome. Remember, we can't get seven because we got LCA and Turlings playing uh, against each other tonight. But, hey, if we can get six in the Dome, that would be amazing. All right, so moving on from uh, 
high school football to some other news. Look, tomorrow is the last day to cast an early ballot for the December 10th runoff election. Most communities only have a few races, if any, on their ballot. Of course, here in Lafayette, we get the city uh, court judge race. We have the three amendments as well. Um, to get find out a little bit more about those three amendments, go to kpl965.com. We've got them broken down for you. We've even got some analysis up there for you as well, so you can make an informed and educated vote. Louisiana DOTD is asking for your input on highway projects. The state considering they are making it easier for you to do. The OTD website now has an interactive map that allows you to learn more about proposed projects and make suggestions and comments on the plans before construction gets underway. All right. What would you do if someone jumped in your car and stole it while your kids were still in it? Well, you'd probably do what a Minnesota dad did the other day. He jumped in the thief's car and ran him down. Derek Gotchi managed to ram his own truck with the thief's car. That prompted the bad guy to get out and run. Derek didn't chase him. He was just glad to get his kids back safely. But the police and the police are still looking for the carjacker. Police in Germany have arrested a 72-year-old hospital patient on charges of attempted manslaughter. Now, how does one attempt manslaughter while being confined to a hospital? Well, here you go. The patient shared a room with a 79-year-old who was on a ventilator. And, of course, ventilators, they make some noise. And that bothered the 72-year-old so much that she allegedly unplugged it twice. The second time almost killed the other patient, but fortunately she is okay. A woman in England was awakened by the sound of what she thought was an animal in distress in her front yard. However, it wasn't an injured cat or dog that was making the noise. It was a drunk drunk couple having an intimate moment right beside her garden gnomes. Instead of yelling at the couple to stop, she turned on her sprinklers and let the cold water put a damper on their romantic fun. And yes, that did do the trick. All right, so today is National Bartender's Day. On this day, we celebrate those unsung heroes who not only serve drinks, but listen, joke, and sometimes are a shoulder to cry on. And today in history is a uh, very momentous day as far as Christmas music goes. Why? Well, let's go ahead and start this music and you'll start to figure it out. And that is not the one I wanted to play. Okay, I don't know why that popped up. This is what was supposed to play. Here we go. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There you go, Rudolph. Gene Autry's song hit the record charts on this day in December 2nd, 1949. Now, if you want to hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer along with other great Christmas music, Go on over to our KPL News app and you can hit on the Christmas music button and you will have some great Christmas songs pop up there for you. Again, all you got to do is click on that uh, Christmas music icon on the website, on the uh, website, also on, like I said, the KPL News app. And you'll get some great Christmas music. You can listen to it on your schedule. And it's brought to you by Christmas at Bridgepoint Farms. 
115 Enterprise Boulevard, just off Johnston. All right, we're going to go ahead and take this break. When we come back, Ian will join me. Got a chance to sit down with him yesterday to preview the big matchup between LCA and Turlings. You'll hear that in just a few minutes after this brief timeout here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. And welcome back into Acadiana's Morning News. Before we get to uh, Ian, we've got a special guest here this morning, and uh, Christy Tracy from AOC joining us. Uh, good morning. Good morning. All right. So, you know, we're all in the holiday season right now, and so is AOC. Um, talk a little bit about what is going on as y'all got some great footage uh, that y'all are wanting people to see. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, currently we are promoting our full month of December here. Uh-huh. We've got our Festmas campaign happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Festmas is a completely made up holiday, <laughs> but it's a great occasion for us to be able to release all of the festival season 2022 footage that we've been capturing mm-hmm. around Acadiana. Um, each year for, for multiple years now, we've been doing Festival International We've also this year captured a lot of content from the ACLA Latin Music Fest downtown. Mm -hmm. So we've gathered all that footage and we're going to be releasing it out. Well, I say we're going to. We are now all through December leading up to Christmas. We've got new content on our TV channel. That's Mm -hmm. AOC one. Yeah, that's if you have Cox, it's 15. LUS, it's three. Um, and we're going to be promoting that out at 3 p.m. every day. So today you can tune in for I think it's. Locos por Juana today, but you can tune in every day daily for on our channel for something new. Very cool. So I like how you all have that laid out and you all have it you know, with the consistency with three o'clock every day. That's cool. Every yeah. day at three. And actually, we also are uploading. If you miss the three o'clock, because some mm-hmm. people are at work, they just can't catch it. Right. We are uploading all the content to our YouTube channel as well. So you can tune in on um, YouTube. 7 p.m. We drop the new videos. Mm-hmm. You subscribe to the channel. You'll get a notification every time we uh, put something new up there. And if I remember right what you were saying earlier, this is a way to be able to raise some money as well. Yes, Mm -hmm. we have enjoyed every year being able to partner with these organizations and just capture and archive so much of these best moments for Acadiana. Mm -hmm. So we are encouraging everyone in the community to give a donation on our website Mm -hmm. and sew it into next year's festival season 2023. Now, this really is a great way to archive some of those fun moments in our in our area's history in Lafayette's history you know um we're gonna look back uh one day and you know maybe you know maybe one of these festivals we hope certainly they're all around 20 years from now but maybe if one of them's not and people remember the good times that were had at them now they'll be able to have some archives to go back and look at it yeah i think they're just reflecting back we've yeah. even got a few throwback thursdays in there of like some older performances throughout mm-hmm. the years because i think a festival international has been decades yeah. uh, for a while that we've been covering their uh, performances. That's very cool. You know, we can't, you know, we have some great musical acts that come through and some of them come through more often than others. And uh, some of them leave behind incredibly memorable performances. And now you guys are able to archive those. That, that is really cool. Absolutely. All right. Christy Tracy with AOC. Anything else we need to touch on before we let you go? 
Um, I'll give you the website where Good you can deal. see the entire programming schedule. That's aocinc.org slash Festmas. And that's also where you can go to make a donation. All right. Give that one more time. It's aocinc.org slash Festmas. It's F-E-S-T-M-A-S. There you go. Christy Tracy, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. All right. We'll take this one minute time out and then Ian Ozan will join. News Talk 96.5 KPL. This is Acadiana's Morning News. And we welcome back a familiar voice here on Acadiana's Morning News, Ian Ozan, joining us uh, this morning. Ian, how's everything going, man? Brandon, Bernie, help me. I'm trapped. Get me out of here. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I forgot so, to, but seriously, I forgot it's great to, to be back. No Bernie this Wait, no Bernie? Yeah, no Bernie this morning. I thought about her last night, actually. Uh, the, the Atomic Blonde and I were putting up the Christmas tree here at the uh, Palatial Estate in New Orleans. And uh, the the ornament that Bernie gave me last year, the, the cat ornament, is proudly oh, yeah. hanging uh, front and center on the tree. Very cool. Yeah, you know, um, of course, you know me and you both uh, know Mike Grimsley very well. And uh, yeah, we were boop. putting up. We were putting up one of our three Christmas trees uh, the other day, and uh, we came across the ornament that he gave us for our uh, wedding uh, in 2016. That's so awesome. That was pretty cool to be able to hang that one on the on the tree the other night. That is awesome. Mike, wherever you are, we still love you. Absolutely. So, all right, man. So, me and you, we got we got the big game tonight. You know, Turlings and LCA. Of course, you're going to hear the game right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. That's the Turlings perspective. That is Kavon Bordelon, Scott Brazda. They do a fantastic job. Ian and I, we're going to be over on our sister station, Classic Rock 105.1, where we have been covering Lafayette Christian Academy football all season long. And you're Ian, tonight we have the big rematch. LCA, you're looking to avenge uh, one of their three losses on the season, one of them coming to Turlings in a heartbreaker for the Knights. And, you know, we had on Kavon Bordelon yesterday on Acadiana's Morning News for the Turlings perspective. Now we bring you on for the LCA perspective. Um, looking at this matchup, you know, what are the thoughts that come to your mind as these two teams that are just minutes away from each other uh, get to play for the right to go to the Dome next week? My first thought is, are we going to have yet another game like we saw in Week 7? If that's the case, we need at least three cardiologists on duty at the, at the stadium <laughs> because that was a heart-stopping, thrilling game. LCA didn't play their best football that night in terms of discipline, in terms of penalties. They committed, I forget how many penalties, for more than 300 yards. They should have won that game, and really and truly, they didn't do enough to win, even though they hung 30-some-odd points on the board. They went for too many uh, fourth-down conversions and failed. In fact, it was a failed fourth-down conversion that gave Turlings the ball for them to go downfield on the final possession of the game, score with 30 seconds left, and win. Uh, this is a game that, for LCA, Jawan Johnson is going to have to do what he's done all year long, and that's make the defense try to figure out what he's going to do. Is he going to throw the ball? Is he going to run the ball? Is he going to hand it off? And with Jawan Johnson, you never know what he's going to do, and that's a testament to his athletic ability, a testament to the role players that are around him, the Dudley Jacksons, uh, the Jalen Noels, uh, the Alonzo Rice, and the list goes on and on. But also at the same time, the question is, can Preston Welch, the Turlings quarterback, have the same kind of performance 
again against LCA that he did in Week 7? Can he put up the same numbers that he's put up against other opponents throughout the year? So there are a lot of variables here tonight, and I, I told Scott Pray through this when I spoke with him earlier. This is a game where if you want to try to predict it, you're a fool. The best bet to do is if you want to pick a winner, flip a coin, heads is one team, tails is the other. That's the only way you can predict this because on paper and based on what we saw in week seven, these two teams are so evenly matched, it's unreal. No, it is. Um, it was a great contest that came down to the wire. And like you said, you know, these teams are both evenly matched. I think if you took like a list of intangibles and you took a list of all the positions and matched them up against each other, I think you'd come up with a lot of balance. And you know, I think one thing, you know, that me and you have talked about is LCA has been to five uh, straight state championships in a row. Mm -hmm. So they have that championship edge, if you will. But all, but then Turling says the home field tonight. So uh, that's another instance, I think, where those little edges that each team has kind of balances each other out. And I really think we're going to be in store for what could potentially be one of those very memorable games in local Lafayette football history. You know, there's a couple games that come to mind. Um, one of them was a game that is near and dear to my heart. And it was the year after I graduated when Northside had lost to STM earlier in the season in the district. And then they played each other in the semis. Northside ended up winning in overtime at STM. And they went on to the championship and played John Curtis in the state title game. And so, but I think that this is one of those games that could go down as one of those games to remember here in Lafayette football history. And I think those that are going to be in attendance tonight are going to be very much treated to treated to something special. And I think those that are going to be listening to our broadcast and to Kavan and, and Scott's broadcast right here on the, on the News Talk 96.5 KPL, I think they are going to be, uh, have a treat as well because they're going to feel the excitement coming through the radio. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be an electric atmosphere tonight. And you also have to look at what's ahead. And I know these two teams, these two coaches are imploring, imploring their kids not to look the next week, not to look the next Friday at noon when the Division II Select State Championship game is played. But you have to think, if all goes well tonight, the winner of this game is going to play St. Thomas Moore in New Orleans next week. Again, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if all goes right and SCM pulls off a victory at home, they're in the finals. We know either LCA or Turlings is getting to the finals. And if that's the case, if SCM wins, you have a District 4-4 race state championship game in New Orleans next week. And I think for all of us, the prospect of that is just as exciting as tonight's game. It's a shame that one of these teams has to lose and one of these teams, teams won't be going to the Dome. But, man... This game is the one I think you and I both hoped that we'd see this rematch in the playoffs. I think a lot of people who were there that night, that Thursday night back in October, hoped that this game would be played again in the playoffs. We're getting it, and we're getting it in the semifinals. We're coming down to crunch time, and these two teams are meeting up when it matters the most. So, you know, we were just talking about LCA and Turlings and this football game potentially going down as one of the best uh, in Lafayette football history, uh, very memorable it could be. Um, you know, let's look at the things from LCA's point of view. They've got to go on the road to Turlings tonight. They are looking to defeat a team that they lost to earlier in the year. Um, LCA has had a great season, but they do have three losses on the season against the Turlings team that their only loss came against St. Thomas Moore. Looking at this LCA football team throughout the season, from the first game of the year when they took on Acadiana, going to when we had to travel to the boonies to avoils and then now to where they're at in the semifinals against Turlings. 
What have you seen from this LCA team as the year has gone along? I think last week showed us everything. This is a team that's matured. This is a coaching staff that's learned how to adjust on the fly. And in some of the early games, especially against Rustin, I didn't see that in this team. I didn't see that they could adjust, that they could play from behind. Uh, when they played St. Thomas Moore, we saw they could adjust, but the body language wasn't there, and these kids, the kids on the team, uh, didn't believe in themselves, or at least from my vantage point in the press box, it didn't seem that way. Last week against De La Salle, that wasn't the case. These kids played. They played hard. The coaching staff adjusted and adjusted perfectly, and they played their own game. They made De La Salle play their game, especially in the second half, and De La Salle got tired. If Turlings can do the same, or excuse me, if LCA can do the same thing tonight to Turlings, if they go in there, they make the adjustments not just to what they see tonight, but the adjustments to what they saw in week seven. LCA can win this game. In fact, they should have won the, uh, the first game between these two teams. It was mm -hmm. a failed for, uh, fourth down conversion that doomed them. And Turlings went downfield and scored, as we pointed out earlier. But for LCA to win tonight, they have to play their game. Let Juwan Johnson run the offense. Let Juwan Johnson do what he does best, and that's keep defenses on their toes and off balance. The defense with Ty Lee, with uh, Melvin Hills III, Cooper Martin, uh, just three of the, uh, of the players on that defense who have done yeoman's work this year. If they can do what they did in the first game, a couple of interceptions here and there, sacking Preston Welch, keeping the, uh, keeping the offense contained lca should be able to walk away now it's a road game in the respect that lca is playing at turlings but when you think about it it's so close to lca and with the seating capacity and even people who are there standing room only this is really going to feel like a neutral site game because you're going yeah. to have a ton of supporters from turlings from lca and you're going to have some independent observers who just want to be there so mm -hmm. i really and truly if Turlings wanted to, they probably could have moved this game to Cajun Field. I understand why they didn't from a monetary standpoint. Yeah. They keep all the yeah. revenue you can. But this is going to be such a packed house tonight. I'm really not sure how much home field advantage Turlings is going to have. I think it's going to be very similar to the first matchup. When the game was at LCA, but you know, when Turlings took the lead, they were just as loud as the LCA fans because yep. there was so much Turlings people there. You know, the game tonight is going to be great, but let's talk just for a couple of minutes about football across Acadiana because, mm -hmm. you know, this matchup is getting a lot of love as it should, but you've also got a lot of other teams throughout Acadiana that are still in it. You've got St. Thomas Moore on the other side of the bracket. We mentioned them, but you've also got teams like Vermilion Catholic, Notre Dame, Westgate, Karen Crow. Those are, are all other teams that are in it tonight and that will be looking to punch their ticket to the Dome as well. The Acadian area represented very well tonight. They certainly are, and that's one of the beauties of the, of the split as it's done now. Eddie Bonine and company at the LHSAA deserve all the credit for this. There was a lot of moaning and crying and dragging of the feet when this came out late in the summer, but I think it's worked well because it's balanced the competitiveness of football in the state of Louisiana. And if you look at how the districts are done, especially with 4-4A, iron sharpened iron. North Vermilion got to the quarterfinals. Who'd have thunk that? Uh, you have Westgate, Turlings, LCA, and St. Thomas Moore all still alive in the playoffs, all playing in semifinal games tonight, all from that one district. In fact, the only, teams, the only team in that district that's still not alive is Northside, and they made the playoffs. So you look at how this district is shaped, 
and how strong it is and how some of these stronger districts still have teams that are still alive in the playoffs. And the traditional powers are still there, too. So I think this year the split, the way it was reconfigured, made football more competitive in the state of Louisiana. But I think it also shows that if the LHSAA wanted to stick with this, it would give football fans across Louisiana good quality football all throughout the playoffs. But I think in some ways it shows the viability of possibly going back to five classifications with no split between select and non-select. Because look at some of the high schools that are still around, even in the select bracket. You've got some public schools that are still there, and that was the big, the, that was the big reason for the split was the belief that public schools weren't getting a fair shake for one reason or another. Uh, we'll let you draw your own conclusions on that. But I think we're seeing now that public schools can be competitive, both select and non-select. So maybe it's time for the LHSAA to go back to the five uh, classifications for football, go back to what it was, or if you want to do it, create a 6A, go to six classifications, bump up some of the powers, let teams that want to play up play up, but maybe this is maybe this is a sign that maybe it's time to bring it into the split. I don't know, but whatever the case, I certainly wouldn't want to go back to what we had the previous ten years because yeah. this year, this is some of the best football we've seen in the playoffs in quite some time. It is. So let me ask you this then. What do you think is the sweet spot for how many divisions or classifications we need to have in the playoffs? For me, I think it is six. Um, I th- I would love to see them next year whittle it down from eight to seven and then from seven to six. And I know you can't, well, you, you can, but I don't want them to do it all at once. I like the way that they did it this year, whittling it down from nine to eight. In my opinion, I think it's six uh, divisions slash classifications, whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, it sounds to me like you can't feel it might be the same. I, I think the uh, sweet, uh, it has to be an even number. Do If you're going to stay select, not select, three select, three not select, or or as it is this year, four and four. I think this year worked out perfectly well because you don't want the big, big schools playing with schools that are moderate 3A, 4 that are high 3A, low 4A. So I think mm-hmm. right now four divisions uh, select, not select works perfectly. Though my only gripe is if you stay with this, the LHSAA needs to get rid of the classification system completely and reconfigure districts accordingly. That's the only hang-up because now you have a 4A team in Westgate playing a 5A team in the Division Two select bracket, and should Westgate win, they'll be playing a Division, or excuse me, are they Division One, Division Two? I, I forget. But either way, they're going to be playing Destrehan Division, uh, a Class 5A school this week, and should they win, their opponent next week in the state championship game will be a 5A school. So if you're going to keep it this way, make the divisions and make the divisions and the districts within the divisions match up to what it'll look like in the playoffs. Because, again, Westgate's a 4A school now playing in Division One against Class 5A competition. That was one of the unintended consequences of this. But, again, Westgate playing up and beating the big boys, and should they win a state championship and repeat as a state champion, it goes a long way to show, A, uh, how much parity there is in terms of football in the state, especially among some of the bigger schools, but also just how strong this district was. Yeah. You know, and, and I liked what you pointed out about the public school versus private school and how you have a lot of public schools that are still competing against some of the private schools. Um, I know that, you know, we have 
we've had recruiting violations and and all kinds of ways that or accusations of such or accusations of such or ways that you know people have been schools have been accused of cheating we could spend the whole hour talking about that look you but could I fight a war up. over that and never solve the problem exactly and so that's i'm not i'm not, that's why i'm not trying to fight that war but i bring that up to say that i always felt that one thing that was a big difference between some of the private schools and and, and public schools and you know i remember you know, evangel and john curtis those are the two that for the longest time people complained about one big thing with those schools of why they were so good is the systems that they run. Oh, absolutely. You know, John John Curtis running that uh, that that triple option offense, very similar to what Acadiana runs. You see Acadiana does the same thing, and look at the success Acadiana has had. It's very similar because, you know, John Curtis, you know, it's the Christian Academy. You've got – they've got the same system from when they're little kids up until. Mm-hmm. And with Acadiana, you've got that same system instilled in the kids. And the only difference so, between Acadiana and John Curtis is that Acadiana's had, what, four or five coaches over the last 51, 52 years. John Curtis has had the same coach over that time. Consistency, consistency, consistency. That is one of the biggest things. You look at Evangel. Evangel was running spread offensive attack before it really became super popular. Right. Now everybody's doing it, but they had that system in place and nobody really knew how to stop it. So that was another aspect of this that I think was kind of under uh, undervalued, if you will, is the consistency that these programs had within their systems. And so now what you're seeing is those public schools that are doing things their own way as well, that have figured out systems for themselves and look at how well they're doing now, not just against themselves, but also against other private schools. And I think now, 10 years later, I will say this. I do think that they are, public schools and private schools are now a little bit more evenly matched than they were 10 years ago. I will admit that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And look at Evangel. I think Evangel and John Curtis are perfect examples of why maybe it's time to end the split. John Curtis is not winning a state title every year. They're still competitive, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's not a given that they're going to win a state title every single year. Evangel's dropped off the face of the earth. When was the well, last they, time they, they won a state they got title? Beat, they, got, they got beat by Edie White a couple weeks ago. It was either last week or the week before. Um, but they're not, like you said, they're not where they're at. They, they used to be at. I mean, if they didn't make it to a state championship, it was considered like an utter disappointment. Now they're having a hard time getting back to the semis. And for, for that standard they set, you're right, it's different. They did fall off the face of the earth just a couple years ago, it felt like, when they were super struggling. But now they're starting to get their footing back under them. But they're not the evangel of old. You're right. No, they're not. And, and again, you look at Acadiana, where this was the first year in quite some time they didn't make the semifinals. Uh, this is the earliest they've dropped out in probably three or four years. You look at Karen Crow, they jump up to 5A, and now they're uh, on a roll, one game away from reaching a state championship game. It's, it's all about systems, about coaches, and about homegrown talent. I think Opelousas is a perfect example of that, even though they lost to Northlake in, uh, in the second round of the playoffs. OHS is a perfect example. Jimmy Zachary came in as a head coach. He's an Opelousas guy. Took over a program that was coached by a lot of great names. Cordell Bailey was there. We know about his success at Faraday. Mickey Autry was a head coach there. And we know about his success at Cecilia. And they couldn't do anything with it. But you get, you get Zachary coming in. He's an Opelousas guy. And because of that, I think because he's from Opelousas, helped him relate to those kids, he was able to get kids who never played football before but had some ability, whether blocking or speed, and he, excuse me, he was able to teach them the game of football. 
breaking it down to basics from what one of my folks in Opelousas told me. He taught them how to play the game from how to get in a proper stance, how to hold the ball, how to protect the ball, how to tackle, stuff that you should be learning playing peewee. He had to teach them because Opelousas doesn't have a feeder system. But look at where they came and how far they've come in just a year. Last year, OHS was was getting beaten and having the floor waxed with them. This year, they they hang 88 points in their season finale. And they make the playoffs as a 9-1 team. It's all about coaching and all about talent and how you use that talent. It was fun to watch what Opelousas did this year, to see a, a program that's known for being perennial, a perennial losing program come up and kind of take everybody, you know, by surprise and to see what they did. And I think you're, I, I think you're right on about the coaching situation there because they have had many great coaching names pass through, but nothing has really happened. And, you know, high school football right now, it has become my favorite version of football when you talk about high school, college, and pro. And and that's just one of the reasons why, you know, I consider myself very fortunate to have been able to call games for the last 10 years with you, man. Yeah. Because we get to see football, in my opinion, in its purest, most exciting form. You know, there's some spectacular plays made, and maybe these kids aren't, you know, they're obviously not NFL athletes yet. Some of them go on to be NFL athletes. But the pure passion of the game, not just from the st- from the student athletes, but from the fans that are involved as well, it's something that it is just it's a pleasure to be a part of. And you know, we'll see. You know, if our season continues on after tonight with LCA, but it's been a, a, it's been another great year getting to call these games with you, but getting to also be a part of high school football. Yeah, and the pleasure's all mine, by the way. But but you're right. This is football in its purest form. Kids who love the game, coaches who love the kids and love the game, parents who love their kids and who love the game. Colleges now with NIL and with all the money that's involved, that's fine and dandy. But it's it's one step below the NFL. It's it's not quite pro. I, I don't want to call it semi pro because I think that's I think that's a slap in the face of semi-pro players with all the money that's going on in college now. College is just uh, the it's shall we call it NFL one double A. That's exactly what it is. It's Division one. It, it's uh, it's one double A of the NFL. Major college football is just a is just the minor league to, uh, to the NFL. So it doesn't feel special. Of course, the NFL. If you're a Saints fan, God, there's hard to the hard to be positive about anything this year, but I digress. But college football, or excuse me, high school football, and I think you're right, is football at its finest and purest form. And if you love the game, you love the sport, this is where it's at. And next week in New Orleans, no matter who goes, whether it's LCA, whether it's Turlings, whether any of the other teams from Acadiana make it, if you have a chance to get to New Orleans and catch at least one game, do it. Because I can tell you, you were going to see some great matchups in the Dome next week. You're absolutely right, man. Well, look, because of time, we're going to have to leave it there. But, man, see you tonight. Looking forward to a great game. Thanks for taking some time, man, and you work these uh, early mornings just like uh, we do here. You do the same thing at uh, WWL and a little bit different of a capacity. But, man, thanks for taking some time to talk with us, man. It was good to uh, be able to catch up with you uh, here on the KPL Airwaves. My pleasure. Always a pleasure to be back on KPL. Now, Brandon, I need a favor. 
Can you put in a call yeah, either to Eddie Longlinay or Eddie Thibodeau or Thomas Gosson? I need a police escort to get to Lafayette and avoid all that traffic in Baton Rouge. <laughs> I'll put in a call to him, see if one of the three answers it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So enjoyed catching up with Ian. And that is going to do it for the show this morning. Moon Grafon up next. 6.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio.